set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast dedicated to mute. Uh, wait. <laughs> Okay, wait. Take two. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome to Black Girl Film Club, a movie podcast where two Black women discuss movies. Tonight, our episode is going to be about 1998's The Players Club. And you thought we were kidding, and we weren't. (laughs) We were totally serious. And I feel like we might have made a mistake. I I forgot exactly like all the stuff that happened in this movie and about midway through I was like oh no what did we do yeah there's a lot there's a lot of of stuff that happens in this movie that I was like mm, this seems like it would be lighthearted and then you get into it and it's it's just really not oh. <laughs> And if you are listening uh, to our second episode ever, I'm Brittany. I am a black woman based out of Cleveland, Ohio, where my profession is being a black lady publicly 24 7. It's a good profession. All day. All day. <laughs> Ashley, if you want to introduce yourself. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Ashley. Uh, This is your first time listening. Um, I am a designer from Dallas, Texas. I also am black all the time. With a capital B. Every day. Um, So, yeah, uh, I guess it's my fault that we're doing this episode. So, (laughs) but I know people have watched, I know people have watched this movie. So I don't feel bad, necessarily. Um, So, like, this movie for me was a movie that I snuck and watched in middle school. So I've seen this movie quite a few times. I remember tidbits about it, and but, like, watching it again as a grown-ass adult grown person, I was like, oh, I literally had no business being anywhere near this movie in middle school. Like, I shouldn't have been in, like, sixth grade watching this. Yeah, I, um, I, the first time I ever watched this was actually not that long ago, but it was surprisingly the, like, sort of the last, like, 20 minutes or so were, like, the serious, like, high drama. Um, and it was on TV. I'm pretty sure it was on VH1, like, on, like, a (laughs) Sunday at midnight type of thing. And then it went to commercial, and of course, I was like out of there because I have a terrible attention span. So, um, but yeah, I think I think a lot of these older movies. It's weird watching like a movie from. This is actually this movie is almost twenty years old. I found out uh, it's like I think April um, yes. is when it was released. So I I feel like there's a lot of uh, sort of weird. Tr- things you have to confront when you watch like a movie like this that is fairly old, but you kind of remember it from childhood. Cause I know so many people have seen this movie. Yes. So, so if you haven't, 
seeing the Players Club. It's about a woman named Diane, aka Diamond, who works as a dancer at uh, the Players Club to help support herself as she pursues higher education. Um, the movie opens up really awkwardly. First of all, you get narration from Lisa Ray, who plays um, Diamond. And like while listening to her like narrate her story, it's like, bruh, does Lisa Ray know how to read? Because every... <laughs> I can't believe you. Like, Ashley, like, when she was talking, she was like, hello, my name is Diamond, and I am here to tell you about my story. So when I was done with school, I wanted to go to college, but my dad said I couldn't go to a nigga college. And so I left his house while I was pregnant, and then I got a job at the Players Club. And I was like, oh, baby. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, no. And I'm not going to say, because I don't want to get, like, uh, roasted. I'm not going to say who Lisa Ray's acting reminds me of. But if you think about her performance and think about someone who's beloved by many, their acting styles are very similar. You might have to tell me like off off air because I I do know so I did some like background research and I do know that this was like her very first movie role. Um, she got this role like six months after moving to oh. LA, and I didn't know she was she was in a Tupac video. She was in Tupac's last video, and she said that Ice Cube saw her in that video. Because it had like a big premiere because it was like, I think it got released like either the day he died or the day before he died, one of the two. So that's how he saw her. Um, and he, I guess, found a way to contact her through management or whatever. So yeah, so I, I know that her, 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 the way she, her accent is very, uh, it's like very pronounced in some parts. <laughs> oh, she's from Chicago. I just looked it up. So she's from Chicago. But mm -hmm. like her acting in general is like really stilted. And it's not yeah. even just in the Players Club. It's pretty much everything she's done ever. Like when you think about what's the name of that show with Dwayne Martin and Elise Neal, I think, where it's like they're a married couple and then Lisa Ray plays her ex-wife, his ex-wife. Um. Oh. oh, I just googled yes. all of us. So, like, her acting is yeah. Is that it? Like, even there, it's kind of the same. It's a little better, but it's still the same. Like, hey, why are you late picking up your son from work? Like, it's still like that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen all of us, which is kind of crazy. Don't, don't worry about it. You good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's some parts, honestly, I mean, yeah, she, I, you can, you, you don't have to say that she's the best actress because she's not, but it's fine. But like, you know, when I remember this movie, I thought like, I thought that her, she was like put out of her parents' home because she was pregnant. Right? She actually wants to go to a famous 
uh, HBCU, which is like a fictional one called Southern Tech. And I was like, oh, is that supposed to be like Southern University and Georgia Tech? Is that or something like that? But it's um, yeah, he he her father reacts like really, really uh, strongly to her wanting to go to this black college, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because he he was like, you're not going to go to that school now with my goddamn money. And I was like, OK, I mean, she wants to go to college. Exactly. Like, Let the girl go to so, college. So like when I was younger, I thought that she was put out of her parents home because she was pregnant because you get people who do stuff like that. But I thought it was like mm-hmm. ridiculous for her father to be upset that she wanted a higher education at an HBCU. And she, he called it a nigga college. And I was like, bruh, bruh, I didn't been to two nigga colleges, bruh. Like, I got a good education. <laughs> Shout out to the unsinkable Albany State University in Albany, Georgia. Like, that's where I went to undergrad. And it was like a great experience. And I just didn't understand why her father was so angry about her wanting to go to an HBCU. And he put her out of the house. Like, that was that was weird. Yeah. And it and they don't really explain it either. No. They don't they don't explain why he was so mad other than he just didn't want to pay her to uh, go to that school on his dime. Um, I don't know why he didn't think that it was a good enough school or <clears throat> other than that, it's a nigga school. So, <laughs> <laughs> but they're both, they're all black. So I'm like, well, why wouldn't you want to, I mean, I don't know. People are. The older generation yeah. confuses me. And that was another thing. Like, they were <laughs> upset about her going, wanting to go to HBCU, but they were fine with her working at the Players Club. Like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that part. And then also, like, the thing about it is, like, when they get into this fight, they don't really get into the fight about her being pregnant. Because you don't see that she's pregnant until she's, like, leaving the house and her mom is calling her back. And she's, like, visibly pregnant. And so I was like, oh, I mean, that's a random thing to be fighting about going to school. I was, I was think you would be more pressed about your, like, your kid being a teen mom. Yeah, because I guess she'd be pregnant in high that's school, right? Thought. Even though she did not look like she wouldn't be. I mean, she didn't look like she was in high school, but, you know, <laughs> she looked like a grown yeah. lady. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. So I was like, you're, the, the anchor seems misplaced. If there was going to be any anger at all, it seems... I mean, maybe they already had that fight. Maybe they have. But yeah. that was just weird. But, like, after um, Diana or Diamond. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did, oh, did we say, did we talk about the opening song? Was it a, I feel like it was, like, a Luther song. It, no, that was South Park. I think it, I Googled it. It was Casey and JoJo. Just to let you know. It's called Money Can't Buy You Love. Just to let you know how black Ooh, this yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love Casey and Jojo like so much and it's mostly because of those ad ad libs are a treasure (laughs) Um, and also I, I I was thinking about this movie and then like our last episode when we did House Party, and I was thinking, oh, you know, just the way these start out are so different from each other, but also the time um, 
between when House Party was released and when this movie was released. It's like mm-hmm. eight years. So you kind of see how, I guess, Black culture had changed, and especially like hip-hop in general, because for those who don't know, this is like written and directed by Ice Cube, <laughs> who I don't even know. Yeah, was, was did the NWA come out? Yeah, they were. Before House um, Party? I feel like they released their first album in like 88, 89. And I feel like mm. uh, Ice Cube went solo around 89, maybe. Um, Definitely, I feel like he... Okay, wait, I'm looking it up because I don't want to be wrong and get my black card revoked. Mm-hmm. So... In WA, <laughs> they were active from 1989, oops, sorry, 1986 to 1991. But I feel like Ice Cube mm. released music, solo music, around 90. Yeah, he started releasing music on his own. And then uh, he was also like acting. Because I did see that. And of course, you can't talk about Ice Cube without talking yes. about Friday, which, which he did in 95. So he was already kind of known, I guess, for being in movies. For people who don't really know Ice Cube's uh, like filmography or know Ice Cube, maybe you know Ice Cube's filmography, but you maybe might be more familiar with him and his more family-friendly things. He actually had, you know, some good movies that were released in the 90s. Definitely. And you forget Menace. <laughs> well, he was in Menace, Menace to Society. Is another good one. But yeah. like when you just yeah. mentioned how like hip hop had changed from uh, like kid and play to where we are like in 1998, like you just make me like so grateful for Ice Cube and NWA because when I mm-hmm. listen to, okay, I, if y'all roast me about this, that's fine. But like when I listen to like the rap music from the early 80s i'm like these are trash bars bruh like i hate all this music i don't like i said a hip hop a hippie a hippie to the hip hip hop you don't stop rocking to the bang bang like that's that's trash bars like this isn't fun you're not saying anything i guess i like the grittier more urban hip-hop like nwa like yeah like, yeah. uh, fuck these police, though. For real. <laughs> and watch that not even be an NWA song. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about this song. I was thinking about how, like, a kid and play, like, those two characters would probably never exist in, like, a movie like The Players Club. Oh, no. Well, I mean, honestly, well, maybe. Maybe Kid could exist because Drake exists and he goes to strip clubs. He falls in love with strippers, you know strippers Drake, all the time. Drake does fall in love with strippers. So I think he can maybe make it work. I feel like Bilal probably would get his uh, his ass beat for shooting yes. his mouth off a little too much. And maybe Play... I feel like Play would probably be a patron of the, of I, the Players I think he would too. be a beloved patron, too. Kid would be that creepy one that literally... I feel like he would be just end up being a trick because... All the dancers is like, bruh, like you, I'm a little short on rent. You got like $6,000 and he would be like, okay, you love me, right? And they'd be like, yes. He was like, can you give me a hug? And they were like, no. And he would be okay with that. <laughs> just He'd just be him proclaiming his love to yes. every stripper. 
<laughs> and crying when they dump them <laughs> and writing a song about it and then going platinum like Drake. Drake, I mean, does, has Drake give paid homage to Kid? Has he paid homage to Christopher he, Reed? He, he should. hasn't. But maybe in a couple years he'll have like a kid tattoo on his like upper thigh or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to the players club. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's leaving the house. She says she's going to live with her baby daddy, um, mm. who eventually breaks up with her because he mm. needs his space. And mm. um, and she misses out on the first semester of classes. I don't really get that part unless she just didn't want to be around because the baby and her yeah. together puts a lot of strain you know it's all cute and stuff when you don't live together um so she's working at a shoe store and that's when she meets tricks and ronnie who have the most blackest iconic hairstyles i've ever seen like when watching this movie i felt like i could smell the pump it up spritz like you could just Hear that oh sizzle of that flat iron as you making those banana flips and tight curls. I was like, yes, take me back to middle school. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, and your hair would be so yes. shiny. It would like, be burnt. So crispy It'd be looking like sizzle like bacon, but it. <laughs> Pump it up smells so good. Like, I'm admitting that now. I think I still Maybe have a bottle should. for my braids when they get to Maybe we should do a line of urban candles. Where they all have like sense of her childhood, so you get like blue magic and spritz and sizzling oh hair from the hot comb. Maybe some lustrous oh, yeah. pink lotion too. And then I can't even remember it what that smells, smells like. like baby powder and mineral oil. <laughs> those things sound. Those things. I would have to go and like find a bottle because it. I can't even picture those things. That's, two things that's together. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I think we make a killing mm-hmm. making these candles. Art, artisan candles. Yeah, I mean they made them for like dudes and stuff. They had like gunpowder, or whatever. What was it? It was some like camouflage. <laughs> the ones those real? that I told you were the names of Justin Timberlake's album songs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought one of my white friends a candle called Winter Flannel for Christmas. <laughs> And it, it that's the name that the company gave it. I mean, the thought sounds nice, but I can't imagine just smelling flannel. Like, I can't. I love winter and I love flannel, but I don't think I want something that smells like both. <laughs> Whatever that would smell like. As long as she they liked loved it. it. I bought multiple. That's good. Um. Okay, so... um. So while she's at the, yeah, so she meets them working at the, uh, the shoe store and they're looking up and down and they ask her, Trix asks her, how much does she make at the shoe store? And um, they're basically telling her like, hey, broke bitch, what are you doing here? Um, Ronnie says you need to use what she got yes. to get what she wants and use what God gave you. And she asks, uh, Diamond asks them, if, are they prostitutes? And they're like, hell no. We, they say they work at the Players Club. Yes. And that's her introduction to uh, and the club the itself. Life. So, I mean, she goes to yeah. the um, strip club where she meets um, Dollar Bill, the club's owner, played by Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. I know. I got so sad when I thought, like, did you pay attention to, like, all the celebrities that are in this movie that aren't here anymore? Like, 
You got Bernie Mac. Michael Clark Duncan is in there for a minute. Yeah, there are a lot of famous Black actors like that have been in other things, multiple other things in this movie. Luke is in this movie. Like, yes. got, like Uncle Luke is in this movie, which he's not an actor per se, but like anybody who's listened to 90s rap has yes. heard a Luke song <laughs> at least once. Um, I think, what's his name? D, uh, Tiny um, yes. from Friday, a.k.a. Debo. Charlie Murphy. Um, Jamie Foxx is in yeah, Charlie Murphy's in this movie. Terrence yeah, Howard's right. in this movie. I did not Girl. realize that. Like, <laughs> yes. he from Cleveland. I don't understand Maine. Like, you were raised in Cleveland, bruh. I don't talk like that. Terrence Howard is from Cleveland? Well, he was born in Chicago and raised in Cleveland. And unless, do I sound like country sometimes? No, I mean, not, <laughs> not like Terrence Howard does. Terrence Howard sounds like it, it's 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 work to talk like him. Like it takes a lot of work yeah, to speak like that. <laughs> and so yeah, it seems very. It, I don't know. I don't. I've never heard anybody speak like Terrence Howard, and that might just be me. There's probably plenty of people who speak <laughs> like Terrence Howard, but just not not um, so comically and not so easily yeah. memeable. <laughs> um. And there's actually a lot of people from Chicago in this movie. Yeah. No, I think about it. So, because I think Bernie Mac is from Chicago, and the Adele, yes. Adele, um, the one who, yeah, she, I think she's from Chicago too. So I don't know um, if the casting director was like, here, let me just grab all these people that I know, or what have you. But I mean, yeah, I it's a good like, cast. like Ashley mentioned earlier, it's basically an all-star cast for like. Black culture, in my opinion, it's pretty top tier in terms of um, like the comedy that's in there. Yeah, it's a lot of comedians, lots and lots of comedians. Um, okay, so where were we? So she meets Dollar Bill. She says he's always broke. <laughs> he's kind of skeevy and um, doesn't look her in the eyes, of course. Which I mean, I don't know if he would if he was looking for a dancer, but. Um, so he told her that she can get a shift at the club like that same night. And then you get to the dressing room so, scene. <laughs> I got another aside. Like I got two things that I noticed when this happened. So like when Dollar okay. Bill was basically assessing Diamond, he like looked at her bill. And I was like, mm-hmm. so every all the strippers at the Players Club have your mama's booty basically like big booties for 1998 and what is going on in strip clubs now is like feel like all black strip clubs are filled with basically centaurs like everybody everybody got ass for days you could have a picnic table on it and eat off of it. And I feel like we have white people and Jennifer Lopez to blame. Like when. <laughs> yeah. It, it, can we attribute that? I'm assuming we're attributing this directly to Kim Kardashian. Feel, okay. So this is my theory. So I feel like Jennifer Lopez was the first ethnic booty that white people paid attention to because this, so, yes, because they were kind of <laughs> used to their booties being shaped like smash pack lunches. 
So they weren't used to seeing like a nice butt. So when they realized that um, J-Lo had a dog, they kind of wanted to get that for themselves. So when they were doing that, they were really focused on their butts. And then I feel like black women had to work harder because like you got a little girl getting a high five. Well, you got a young lady getting a high five for having like little Debbie snack cakes when you got a whole pound cake. So you got to outdo her because you got to kind of compete. And I feel like that's how we end up with like Black China booty. Bless her heart. They showed a picture the other day and I was like, this booty look uncomfortable. When they show like Kim Kardashian, her legs look like two popsicle sticks attached to a watermelon. She looks ridiculous. She's shaped like an ice cream cone. That's not cute. Like it's sad. She yeah, there's a there's a weird sort of they're kind of missing the extra thigh meat that you gotta have to support these. I mean, I understand that everybody wants to get a new ass installed by Dr. Miami. Like I feel like Dr. Miami can build you a butt out of anything. But I feel like y'all people shouldn't try to achieve the Kim Kardashian butt because what is it gonna look like in like 20 years when she's a good like 62 and like her butt's still big but her the rest of her body is like withered and old and plastic i don't know i don't i don't i mean we're still kind of in the in the i guess the early stages of well not the early stages but like a lot of the people who get a lot of plastic surgery when they're young haven't really aged to the point where we'd be able to tell Like we don't have like big, you know, like lots of sort of like examples of like, here's a woman who got plastic surgery when she was young. And then all of a sudden she's old, like now she's older and this is what happens. Like, I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't really, I never really pay that much attention, I guess, to, to the, the plastic surgery girls. I mean, you gotta do you, I guess, but it is kind of interesting that, that has sort of become like the new norm. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of hit me out of nowhere because I was like, oh, okay. But also like, I mean, I've definitely um, kind of didn't really have the booty <laughs> until I started going derby. I still don't have no butt. Like, I feel like when, <laughs> when you try to, so like if I'm walking past and a dude look at my butt, I'm like, oh, bro, you ain't, ain't nothing back there. You got focus up here, Ray. Got focus up here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like all the strippers at like the players' club, they were shaped like people, like just really thick people. And I'm yeah. not booty shaming nobody except for Kim Kardashian. Okay, guys, because like if I had <laughs> like when I get my income tax check, I kind of want to go to Doctor Miami and get a new booty installed. So I feel you guys. But back to <laughs> Diamond's first day. Um, yeah, she's in the dressing room with all the girls, and she's kind of standing there, and she looks very awkward because it's clear she's like, I think I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> um, there is a lot of um, lots of metallic fabrics, which I appreciated because I love nice metallic fabrics. <laughs> There's girls fighting Everything, in the corner. Like, all the costumes were great. Yeah, I there's a lot of good costume uh work in this movie. Um 
But yeah, so Ronnie comes up to her and smacks her on the butt and says, what's up, new booty? <laughs> Which is funny, but also it's kind of, it kind of sets it up for like things that happen uh, later on down the movie because this happens more than once. Like she always greets her by smacking her on the ass. And so Diamond's like, uh, I don't think I should be doing this. I made a mistake. And Ronnie's like, here, take this drink, drink this. Um... And she kind of gives her tips on, like, how not to be nervous. But in the middle of this, she sees a girl she knows and goes and, like, uh, confronts her and demands money from, like, a party. Yeah. So it's clear that she, number one, runs shit. And number two, she's got girls working outside the club And I feel like that scene basically sets up who Ronnie is as a character. One, you get, like you said, she runs shit. Two... You get that she is a sexual predator. Like, that's what she is. Yeah. And this is something else that I noticed about the movie that kind of it reminded me of things that happened in House Party. There is a lot of awkward and weird homophobia and biphobia there. Um, uh, yeah. Especially with is. Ronnie, because the way I read, Ronnie is that she's either a lesbian or she's bi. I feel like she's probably a little bit more bi. Um, but it's mm-hmm. always like really weird remarks made about her to everybody. But honestly, like she is a predator. She needed file like charges filed against her for a lot of different incidents. But a lot of that is kind of played yeah. for laughs, but it's not really funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's kind of weird because, like, usually the stuff, like, the, the um, I guess, when she is sort of, like, hitting on girls, it is seen as more predatory, which kind of sucks because um, there's no, like, examples of, like, a girl being into other girls and it not being looked down on or seen as sort of like creepy or leading to like violence which I guess we should pause and say there is like multiple instances of either assault or like um or like allusions Eh. to assault or rape in this movie so that is that that's like a thing like if that triggers you like I don't know if you like this movie which I didn't I forgot yes that happened uh, when I suggested this movie, which is probably the time I was like, that, oh, I yep. made I had that moment too, because I was like, I know this, like, I know this yeah. big confrontation happens, but I didn't pay attention to everything else. And that's why I was like, ooh. Yeah, they set it up um, pretty early with this first thing, because I watched this twice. And so I realized I was like, okay, she does this more than once. Because originally when I was watching it, I was like, oh, it seems like she's into Diamond. Um which she does seem like she's into her, but also it comes from more of like a predatory sort of um, control based mm-hmm. interest rather than just like being romantically interested in her. She don't, she doesn't really have romantic interests in anybody in this movie. Um, so yeah. Oh, and then she says, now let's go ho. <laughs> and, and she's, and Diamond takes offense to it. But then Ronnie tells her, like, that's probably how they're going to talk to you once you get out there. So you might as well get used to and it. And now? Now. Um, I was so like. You can tell. Um, this brought another thing up for me with watching it. And that is, like, 
the stigma mm-hmm. surrounding strippers, dancers, burlesque um, dancers, and sex workers. Like, Diamond is mm-hmm. supposed to be the heroine of this movie, but she's being, she's kind of being abused all the way around. Like, she is being demeaned by her customers. Um, she's dealing with Ronnie. She is dealing with like some, like you see it show up again with her current boyfriend, but um, Lance is his name, Lance. Um, and I don't, I don't think I, like, I don't agree with that. Like strippers, dancers, sex workers, they're people just like you and me, and they should be treated the same. And like the mm-hmm. way that these young ladies are characterized, like they're all pretty much always being belittled and that kind of thinking, yeah. this kind of um, representation is harmful to women who work in this industry in real life. Yeah. And it, it, I, I was thinking about that too, because um, since Ice Cube wrote it, it was kind of, this is definitely from like a man's mm-hmm. point of view. He wrote and directed it. So it is kind of, um, it, I did think a lot about like who is supposed to be, I guess the hero, heroes of the story, because it doesn't seem like Diamond really wants to be a stripper and she doesn't like working at the club. Like we see that later. Like she's like, I'm here for money and to get out, which is fine. Um, but later on, it's kind of like she she doesn't really like being around the girls. She doesn't really, um, I guess the way I'm trying to say it is, I think she kind of looks down on the profession that she works on too. I, I think so too. Yeah. And so then it's not like, well, okay. <laughs> like, um, like, is there anybody who actually works here who just enjoys it or just wants to make the money? I think that like the one lady in this movie that isn't sort of like grossly problematic is probably the, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her na- character's name. Uh, the bartender. Oh yes. But then she, yeah. She problematic too, bruh. Um, because when like it's some scene later in the movie where one of the customers is talking to her and she was like, no, I ain't one of these hoes that's dancing here. And she said it in front of a dancer. It's like, oh, I'm not talking about you. Um, but um, honestly, I feel like the only characters who seem to enjoy their profession is Ronnie and Trix. Yeah. And... <laughs> Oh, bless tricks. Bless tricks. Oh, oh, tricks. We'll get to <laughs> tricks. Um, so yeah, so they get so Diamond gets taken upstairs and she gives a lap. Well, not it's not even a lap dance, really. She just kind of like, you know, it's like a standing personal dance, I guess. <laughs> um, to Myron, who is a um, I guess a a repeat customer and patron of the players club and <laughs> which it was so sad because she did like this little sad dance but it was like to shake what your mama gave you yeah. <laughs> I was like all oh, diamond definitely does not want to be there which I thought this dude was the um was the guy from girlfriends the first time I watched wait this. you thought it was it's not. no I feel like it's the dude from Friday who was the neighbor <laughs> I looked him up, and I've never seen him in anything. Ooh, really? Like it's a, he's like 
I don't think he works anymore. Um, but it was nothing like I recognized. I think he was like maybe like some bit parts in like some. Uh, I think he was like in. I want to say they his one of his credits was like Harlem Nights, but it was like a like a like person number two or something. So I don't think he has like a long career. But yeah, Diamond says she feels very degraded, which Myron doesn't even touch her. He just kind of stares at her the whole time because he's like very, very nerdy and kind of like big glasses <laughs> and kind of bug-eyed. Um, and she says, yeah, she says the most degrading th- feeling she'd ever um, in her life. And she felt degraded until she kept drinking. And then she said she was fine. And the money was fast and easy, which is interesting because I know it's, I see a lot of people on Twitter all the time and like, man, if only I was a stripper, it'd be so easy. <laughs> I can make all this money in like a week or like mm-hmm. a month. But I'm like, there's a lot more that goes into it. And I don't think people realize that. It's not just like something, I mean, some people are, can do it, like pick it up and be fine, no problem. But I think a lot of people sort of underestimate like the work that goes into it and like who you're dealing with and like how you're dealing with people and the conditions at the club and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for me, I can't make my ass cheeks clap like hands. So I know stripping (laughs) is not a profession for me, but I do admire those who are great strippers. Like, have you seen like them ladies that use their thigh muscles and climb all the way up a pole, hang off the ceiling and all this stuff? I'm like, they are like the most, I feel like they're so muscular. Like they're pulling their own body weight up these poles. I'm like, y'all are some damn athletes up there. People be dancing on the ceilings. Like I've heard, I've never been to one and I was supposed to go one day, um, like a long time ago and then plans change. But um, I've never, like I always just hear about like the girls and sometimes I'll see like videos and stuff on Twitter or whatever. But I'm like, that is just some amazing shit. Because actually the, 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 the actress that plays Ronnie actually was a stripper before she became okay. an actress. Like, yeah. So, like, when you see her in the movie, like, she actually knows what she's doing. Unlike Diamond, who kind of does, you know, what she can. <laughs> yeah. So, she feels, you know, um, and so time passes, and, you know, <laughs> this is one of the parts when you were talking about Lisa Ray's acting. She's like, I walked in a young lady and came out a woman. <laughs> I went into the Players Club, a young lady, and I walked out a woman. I've been working here for four years. Yes, she's been working here four years. Um, during school, she has a new boyfriend named Lance, and she starts talking to her father again, which is a big thing. And so everything is really chill. And then um, her cousin, Ebony, shows up, who is played by Monica Calhoun. Aww, I love her like as an actress. Yeah, I love her too. And um, at Monica, or, I'm sorry, Ebony is 18, and as soon as she sees Diamond's apartment, she immediately wants to work at the club. And I think she gets sent there from like mm-hmm. Tallahassee because her mom was like, "Please keep an eye on her because she's doing a lot." <laughs> it's not they never say what she's doing, but it's I guess it is um, suggested that she's kind of a wild a wild one down there in town. And like this was another weird thing because. Diamond just gave us a 15 minute speech about how she hated working at the players club. But once her little cousin Mm -hmm. come in who she's supposed to mentor and look after, okay, I'm going to get you a job at the club. Like, why would you let your younger, obviously gullible and impressionable cousin come to work where you work, where you hate? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that was a good decision on her part or was it just going to be one of those things like, like, fine, I'll take you because you're not going to stop asking me. And, you know, because like in later parts, like it's very uh, obvious that her, the Diamonds family knows that mm-hmm. she dances. Because, yeah, and it's weird to me, at least, because it's like she seems like she hates it so much, but she's very open about working there. So I guess it's one of those things like maybe Ebony already knew about it. And she was like, oh, I want to get in. And like, I'm 18 now. So I can, and I, I'm sure, like, even if she had tried to stop her, Ebony probably would have gone yeah, and worked I somewhere think so else too. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's like one of those ways where you like you can keep an eye on her um, without like being worried that she's at a different club by herself. So this is the part <laughs> they take her to Dollar Bill, and this is the part I like screamed laughing at. <laughs> Because Bernie Mac has this whole monologue about how stripping started in Africa <laughs> by white men looking at black women. But like the way he, so Bernie Mac, I completely forgot about the way Bernie Mac used to enunciate certain words and pronounce certain words. <laughs> you go, he's niggas. Like he, he talked like he coughed and it's so great. <laughs> These niggas. Like I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he kept calling them beautiful black women and he said they had he didn't even call it their pubic hairs he called it their public hairs <laughs> and then in the middle of his thing he's like all of a sudden he yells titties ass <laughs> The way he enunciates it, I like I'm pretty sure you can find this on YouTube, and if I can, I'm gonna put it like a link t- on our Twitter or something because it's so funny. It was so much I had to like rewind it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, first of all, this this story ain't true. This is not true at all. And number two, like this is such a roller coaster in his like speech that I'm like I can't look away <laughs> I need to work I want to work on my, my Bernie Mac impression because the way he says bucket naked <laughs> kills me <laughs> oh bruh oh god but um yeah so in the, in the middle of this monologue um there's a shot of Ronnie one of my favorite shots of the movie, she's like in red lighting and she's smoking a cigarette and she's eyeing somebody, which I, I think I took to be Ebony for somehow, even though they're in Dollar Bill's office. I don't know how that worked. But yeah, basically, uh, Dollar Bill's like, yeah, you can work at the club. I get 30% of your take, which I was like, that's a lot. Jesus. <laughs> that is a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> but I don't even know, like, I don't know how that works, especially like today. Um, with how people, I guess, how the manager gets his cut or whatever. But it seems like a, a, a fairly large amount of money. But also, Dollar Bill is, um, as you see later, he's uh, in need of lots of money. <laughs> I feel like Dollar Bill is a con artist a little bit. He definitely is in over his head in terms of money because like, a subplot of the movie is... A gangster named St. Louis has his two henchmen played by Charlie Murphy and Terrence Howard. 
Um, they go and harass like um, the doorman and mm-hmm. Dollar Bill about their money, and they it gets yeah. to a point where they even like kidnap Dollar Bill for a little bit, and it's 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 all right subplot. I mean, Bernie Mac really makes it because Bernie Mac is just funny. Like he is definitely gone too soon, yeah. but like he is hilarious in pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, if they hadn't done the subplot, I think it would have been fine. Um, but I think it is, um, it's better because they have Bernie Mac, and then they, they use the subplot to introduce so many characters, because a lot of the characters that end up coming to the club are in relation to this, like, um, I guess this gangster St. Louis. Um, but yeah, so he gets a gun pulled on him. Um, at his house when he's sleeping, Dollar Bill does, and he owes St. Louis sixty thousand dollars. And the hitman threatens him and says he needs to pay like ten thousand that night, I think. <laughs> and Dollar Bill's only response is, "I was supposed to get some pussy tonight." <laughs> I was like, "All right, priorities." <laughs> you need to shift your priorities, my guy. It, it seems like uh, when Ebony was like introduced to the club in general she just fell right in like immediately she got out of pocket um her excuse is like she grown so she could do what she want so she starts hanging out with um ronnie and tricks she starts drinking excessively she just get what my mama would say mannish like just a little too grown that is such an <laughs> old southern word. You just manish. <laughs> I'm a woman in her mid to late forties, Ashley. Just like <laughs> is lying. Brittany acts like she is the oldest woman in the world. I'm as old as Methuselah. <laughs> but like Ebony is just out. She's just out there, basically. She is what is yeah, He's she just wild. Lost out. in the sauce, as they say. She's lost in the sauce. So, lost in the god. Was it lost in the sauce and caught up in the game? Yes. Is that how it went? She's lost in the sauce, bruh. That praise. So, that, yes, praise that Twitter story because that was an iconic. I don't care if it was oh, fake. Zola, that was iconic. Zola and Jared and a, the white girl. That was a wild ride. That was and that was the most entertaining hour because I read that whole thread. Um, <laughs> Somebody had saved them out into like a story. <laughs> she had everybody on the edge of their seat. So I was like looking like, oh snap, what's gonna happen next? Let me scroll through. Let me go back up. Let me go to the <laughs> next thread. Let me see what's happening. <laughs> I feel like I stayed up to at least 3 a.m. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh I feel like last year, 2016. It was a user that posted, uh, I've, uh, that's a fictional story about a run-in she had with some dude that owed money, um, how she was dancing and met a white dancer. And it escalated to this um, story that had black Twitter on the edge of their seats waiting for the next tweet to come out. It was talk. I still have this saved. I have the whole thing you saved need, We got to put it up when we post this episode. Um, yeah, I have the whole, like, I don't know how many tweets it was. It was a lot. 
<laughs> but oh <my laughs> I was in, in the edge of my seat. <laughs> and they offered her a movie deal or something. I don't know what happened with that. I feel like Twitter lied to folks, but that was a thing. I think James Franco mm. wanted to do it. And I'm like, uh, James Franco, slither back mm. in your fucking hole. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. That's the story. Um, okay, so yeah, while Ebony is doing the whole like hype to be stripper thing, Diamond, this is the part that made me so confused. So Diamond is like, don't tell grandma, tells her son, don't tell grandma that Ebony works at the club. And also, um, don't tell her that she's been staying out all night and don't tell her she's been working at the club or something like that. But basically, like, Diamond's son definitely knows Diamond about the whole ass family know about the Players Club. maybe, like... Like, everybody do. Yeah, which is so... As, yeah, I thought it's weird. Not that, like, you can't be open with your kids or whatever, but I thought, like, she would... I was over, always under the impression that Diamond would probably keep this all a secret because Diamond's son knows, Ebony knows, her parents know, Lance knows. Because he met her at the later. club. Yeah, because he met her at the club. So it's kind of like, I don't know how much Diamond actually hates it or she's just like, fuck it, I'm not going to be there that long. So I don't care if people know because I'm doing my four years to pay for school and then I'm out. Four years is a lot of time to invest in a job, honestly. That Mm -hmm. is a really long time. (laughs) People, it doesn't sound that long, but it's actually an Mm -hmm. extremely long time. Um, So, um, I was going to say, like, so one of the scenes featured Ebony. Um, She is staying with Diamond, um, Diamond's son and her boyfriend. And one day she come out into the kitchen with a like t-shirt and drawers on. And Diamond is like, put put on your clothes because Lance is here. And Ebony like, Lance ain't nobody. And that reminded me of that meme that trifling ass dudes be yeah. like, if your girl uh came, if you was at your friend's house and this girl came out like this, what would you do? Like that, that reminded me of that oh, meme. Jesus. And I'm like, I'm so glad that Aaron's Twitter is over. <laughs> but, like, I feel like Ebony did a lot of testing her boundaries with pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is probably why she got sent to, mm-hmm. to Diamond's house in the first place. So, like, um, you get a little bit more info about, like, life in the club. So, one of my favorite parts of the mm-hmm. movie, like, um, Jamie, Pl- they, Jamie Foxx plays Blue the DJ. Um, and kind of hypes people up, um, introduces them as they get ready for, to go on the stage. And the part that I was like screaming, laughing was when he was introducing tricks. (laughs) Like, bruh, he said she stripped on an underground railroad and (laughs) I like died laughing. Like tricks, tricks is supposed to be a seasoned answer i feel like season she's probably like 32 at the most but they treat her like she old as hell and they play her like she ugly i'm like adele is okay looking like yes her teeth are plus size but it's good i mean she get money um (laughs) oh my god Brittany, Not plus size. She got plus size teeth, but it's all right. But like when she get on stage and she start doing her little dance, everybody in the club just walk out. And I'm like, oh, 
How do you do tricks like that? That was messed up. Yeah. And she was dancing. She did kind of have like an auntie dance. Like I don't I don't know if she I don't know how tricks is if tricks really has some tricks or you know, is she just like one of the the, the auntie dancing type? Because it seemed like she was. If I don't know if they gave her enough time to really show us if she could feel- dance, but what was happening didn't seem like it was gonna lead to anything further. But she did have a fan. <laughs> she had one fan. In the audience, I, I noted him the second time. He's like, "I love you, tricks," and she's like running back and she's cussing and screaming at the audience and stuff. And um, and you know, he's like, "I love you, tricks. I love you." And like, well, you know, as long as you it got one count. fan out there, maybe. When you were talking about that, it made me think of that episode of Martin, my favorite episode of Martin, where Pam is throwing Gina a bachelorette party, and they got that cake with a stripper in it, and then brought mm-hmm. that pop out, and he do his little dance. That's what I <laughs> yeah. think Tricks would probably dance like. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was like, sort of like a cake out it was not like if like I was a, a stripper, I would come out on stage yeah. with two cupcakes in my hand. My name would be Pound Cake, and I would walk to the edge of the stage and just do my little bro man dance, and then just sit down on the stage and start crying about student loan payments. That's my whole routine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Pound Cake. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I have not thought of my stripper. Is it? Well, I got a couple. So I would do pound cake or a Sutter Home Mommy. (laughs) 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 Hashtag wine mom. (laughs) So, (laughs) so it's. We're talking, like, I feel like we're on a part where. Ice Cube's characters is introduced. So it seems like Ice Cube and his friend played by a dude that was on um, Jamie Foxx's show as his friend. Um, is that where he's from? I could not recognize him. I didn't even remember his name. Yeah, most Clyde, it turns out his name was Clyde. Clyde and Reggie. So Clyde and Reggie work for St. Louis, who is um, the dude after dollar bill for his money so they go undercover into the players club and i didn't realize that a lot of the men it took me forever to figure out why reggie and clyde were there but also like a lot of the men that go to the players club are actually watching dollar bill for um for st louis because dollar bill keeps telling his doorman (laughs) whose name goes by little man that he's not there tell him to tell Tell them that I'm not here, I'm out. And so they keep coming to look for him to get their money. And he's like, and little man's like, I'm not here, I'm not, he's not here, he's not here. Um, you just have to come back another time. Don't play here, talking move about a lot of shit too. Yeah, and that, you, the crazy thing is that's the same guy from Friday, the my neck and my back. Smokey! Yeah, what I'm taking a shot. <laughs> He's my favorite character. I love his little cracking it. Yeah, yeah. He's um. That's his uh. That because I knew I was like that voice sounds familiar, and it was definitely him. I like looked him up on IMDb, and I think he's like a comedian too. Mm-hmm. He was on Comic View on BET. How many? Years? Yeah, so there's a lot of comedians. <laughs> um. So yeah. So um. 
Reggie and I is Cube are there. I know Diamond. There's a scene where Diamond goes to the club, I guess, to dance. Um, and the bartender offers her a drink. She says she doesn't drink anymore, which becomes important later. Bartender tells her about Ronnie and uh, Ebony is running around with Ronnie and Tricks, doing parties and stuff. And also, this is <laughs> this is the part when so we figure out the dollar bill has a secret passageway Bruh. through like a fake safe. <laughs> Which is like creepy, but the way he busts out the locker, like it leads <laughs> to like a like a fake, like an opening in one of the lockers in the dressing room, and he busts in there, and um, <laughs> and it's like he's yelling about how you know he knows people uh, work parties outside the club. He's like, I know everything. Um, y'all need to go out there because I have, basically he's saying you need to go out and work so I so you can get paid so I can get paid because he needs money. And that this scene also features the white stripper. Oh, Vanilla, the white girl. Did you catch her? Vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we figure out her name is Vanilla later, but she's like, I should have never got this nigga name tatted on me. And I was like, oh, God. Oh. I was like, you know what? There's one everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's one everywhere. But I didn't want to see her. <laughs> <laughs> Always one everywhere. So, um... So yeah, Diamond figures out that Ebony has been um, working with Ronnie and Trix and found out that she's working at an all-girls party and thinks that she left with one of the women at the party. And she gives us like this really sad, like half-assed um, sort of like talk about how she doesn't need to work these parties and do all this extra stuff with Ronnie. And it's like basically to stay away. She says, you need to slow your roll down. And I was like, oh, you sound like somebody's mom. Mm-hmm. Well, she is, but like, that would not convince me <laughs> just, just stop doing anything. I was like, oh, Diamond, your speech is bad. <laughs> but also, this is kind of weird because at the time when I was watching this, I was like, is Diamond mad because she's working a party or is Diamond mad because she's working a party with with women? That was another thing. I think, I feel like it's more of working a party with women and working a party with women with Ronnie. Because um, yeah. I feel like this is around the time that like, while Diamond is trying to talk some sense into Ebony, Ebony is drinking, and she kind of dismisses Diamond from the conversation by, yeah. like, I got to go find a dance to get some money. So she goes out um, upstairs, I guess, upstairs, or out onto the floor, and that's when she gets cornered by Clyde and Reggie. So this this yeah. is another thing that made me uncomfortable because I feel like every 15 minutes or so, it was like, the threat of assault was always there. So this yeah. part, um, Reggie and Clyde were applying uh, Ebony with drinks and they had planned to take her out and rape her essentially. Um, but Diamond was able to catch her and intervene. Well, yeah, because like Clyde and, and Reggie, um, they don't, like Reggie's never impressed with anything about the Players Club. Like Clyde seems to be the only one who's like kind of like interested in being there. Even though he, t- he tells tricks, because um, I do tricks so dirty. He's like, I'm glad you pay Tuesday for you to work with me for today. And I was like, so you're not going to pay her? This is a layaway dance. Oh, bro. <laughs> is that how this works? <laughs> but he, yeah, so Reggie does not like the club at all. But, and when, Ebony comes to them and is like, oh, y'all want a table dance? She's all falling over and stuff. And he's like, I don't want no dance from your bony ass or something like that. And she's like, oh, well, you know, 
how about something else? And I was like, Ebony, no, don't do it. (laughs) Only because it doesn't seem like she is totally in control of her entire functions. And it wouldn't be consensual. No. All the way is consensual. Like, she brought it up, but she's also been drinking a lot. Mm -hmm. Basically, she uh, gets in the car with them, I think. Is this the same part? Yeah. She gets in the car with them. Yeah. And I think... And and is this about the time in a movie where they kind of reveal more about Diamond and Ronnie's history? Or is that a little late? Yes. Oh, but we've, yes, but we've actually skipped some. I'm skipping around. Um, I forget. Um, so I forget. We didn't cover Diamond's little dance. Oh, to to seems like like ready by art. Yeah, and I was like, oh, R. Kelly. Yeah. But <laughs> the way the way um, Jamie Foxx's character, like, introduced her, where he's like, uh, he calls her a man's best friend. And I was like, hey, <laughs> And her pole skills are okay at best. She's not like a, you know, I don't think, I don't think Lisa Ray really uh-uh. took any lessons about this. She looks mm-hmm. good. I would agree. She looks great. Um, and Ronnie's watching her. Yeah, Ronnie's watching her in the backgrounds. She's always watching her. Um, and also, this is the part where we find out that Lance already knows about the club because he met her at the club. Um, but he's mad because she's never home and they don't go out. And this is when Ad- Ebony does her whole Lance ain't nobody walking around in her mm-hmm. underwear type thing. Trifling. And... Yeah, and I wrote that it sounded like something from fucking Six Brown Chicks. Have you seen that every Wednesday? There's those posts. I love those fictional tales. <laughs> I don't know who writes those, but those are so... Messy and great. Intense. And I'm like, how does that even work? Are y'all really... Are y'all being serious? Like, this is like... Like, the reads, uh, reader letters, but like on steroids. <laughs> because I'm like, there can, that could never happen. Could that really happen? <laughs> like for this one, for example, the man I love will not keep my past mistakes in the past. I was drunk, we was arguing, and I stabbed him in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to reconcile with him, but he won't come back. He says, you remember that time you stabbed me? That's so mean and petty. What should I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bruh, bruh, this, this can't be real. Like, I don't think any of these stories are real, but I appreciate them every week. No, yeah, they're riveting. <laughs> they're fucking riveting. Uh, um, so, yeah, so Diamond sleeps through her journalism class, which she's still in because she's been working at the club. Um, I've got some stuff about... I mean, basically, the side plot's happening with um, Charlie Murphy and Terrence Howard. They kidnap um, Dollar Bill with the intention to torture him. Which Terrence Howard is wearing the ugliest outfit at this point. He dressed like like he's Pimp wearing C, like bruh. Would Pepsi wear a gold shirt and ugly I feel like hat? Yeah. Maybe. Rest in peace, Pepsi. Yeah, I don't want to do him like that, but Terrence Howard is wearing some ugly shit. <laughs> and this is about the time I was like, oh my God, he sounds and looks like Terrence Howard. Oh my God, that is Terrence Howard. <laughs> I had the same realization. I was like, he was like, something, something, man. Right? I was like, is that light skin dude, Terrence Howard? <laughs> then I looked at him and I'm like, it's Terrence Howard, man. 
I don't know. I I guess they never like really show his face that much. So I had so like I had a lot of trouble figuring out that was him. And I think this is pretty. I don't know if this is like super early in his career or because I know he hadn't done the best man yet, which is how a lot of people know him. And then like some other movies too. Um, yeah, so they pull over because they get a flat tire on the way to torture him. And the police are Faze on Love and John Amos <laughs> from Good Times. <laughs> and at this point, I was like, damn, who is it in this movie? <laughs> so many people are in this movie. Um, they're suspicious of, you know, Charlie Murphy and Terrence Howard. And... They, t- they take them back to the club, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. They arrest them. And they leave Dollar Bill in the trunk who wakes up. <laughs> and this part killed me. He was like, what? He's like, you can't leave me. He's like, I got insomnia. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you meant he had claustrophobia. That I was dying. <laughs> and also that he has to take a shit. <laughs> Just a mess. Um, so the police come back to the Players Club. They rough up little man and they say that they suspect there's a prostitution ring at the club, yeah. which foreshadowing, yeah. there probably is. <laughs> and that um, the dollar bill has some warrant. So they are also looking for him. So everybody's looking for dollar bill. <laughs> it does not seem like it's going to end well for him. And then, okay, so this part kind of, I didn't catch it the first time, but this part was kind of like a weird thing from little man where he starts that they're, you know, Basically, that they were, did they become police? Um, did they become, or were they gay in high school, or did they just wait to be police yep. to be gay? <laughs> and so, and also, he asked him, Did you ever, did anybody ever tell you you look like the good, the dad? That made me times? laugh. That part <laughs> okay. made me laugh. That made me laugh. The other line, I was kind of like, Oh, but then I'm like, Uh, not that that's a, that that's excusable, but it also seems very, um, the time. Very appropriate for, for Ice Cube to write. Yeah. <laughs> and for Ice Cube especially. Um, yeah. So Ronnie. Oh, this is the part. Ronnie's on stage dancing. And this is one of the best outfits in the whole movie. <laughs> she's got like a cowgirl outfit. With like, uh, it's like, the, it's all red. And she's got like the fringe. And she's got like the, um, her hat's all glittery and sparkly. And I was like, oh my God. This is so good. And she actually does like real pole mm-hmm. tricks. Like, she actually does some, like, you know, flips and stuff. And I was like, well, shit, okay. And this is the part when Trix, Trix dances like oh, She tried. She tried. And also, I was very confused because the wigs in this movie. Are not good. <laughs> wigs have come so mm-hmm. far, you guys. They've come so, so far. Like, I, I didn't realize. And there were so many times I was like, how is Ronnie doing that in that wig? Mm-hmm. Because I thought it would have came off, but I I don't know. Is it like bobby pins? Is it glue? Is it's it just, probably you know, bobby pin. There's a bobby pin. I don't know if it was like because her wig glue technology was like out in the mainstream. Like I feel like wigs yeah. in general in the '90s were like secret. Like when I was younger, like this is really random, but when I was younger, I was obsessed with Janet Jackson's velvet rope look. And it didn't dawn on me until several years later that mm, that was probably a wig. 
And that was probably a fancy, really nice, expensive wig. Yeah, you know what? That's that's been the thing. Um, I have not realized that so many people wear wigs, and I love them. I freaking love them, but I did not realize. But you can definitely tell these are wigs. But it was you know twenty years ago, so I just want to let you know that wigs have come leaps and bounds from this movie. But I still love Ronnie's hair. It's like that perfect like blondish mm-hmm. uh, color where it's not too like yellow, but it's not too like white. It's like perfect. Um, and then, yeah, so Ronnie and Trix are getting Ebony drunk off the Heineken. I think it's a Heineken. It's like a beer or something. Yeah, she's, <laughs> I don't know how many she had. Um, and also this is important because they're, they are trying to convince her to work Ronnie's little brother's bachelor mm. party. Which is, which is when some shit goes down. Like, I feel like Ronnie had went to everybody in the club asking did they want to work Junior's party, and everybody was like, no. Yeah, and multiple people. Did Is this the time, like, where you get that uh, Diamond did work a party with Di- um, Ronnie in the past? And from what I gathered from it, I feel like Ronnie like assaulted Diamond, but I'm not too clear about that. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is like the part where, like as you said before, like when Ebony was gonna go home with Ice Cube and I'm gonna I'm gonna interchange those names. Sorry, y'all, but Reggie and Clyde. Um, but Ice Cube promises to get her next time, mm. which is very threatening. <laughs> um, and they get into an argument, and this is when Ebony's like, I um I know about what happened with you and Ronnie. They told me. And I and my and my, you know, the first time I watched this, I was like, Oh, wait, were they together? Like, is that what happened? Like when they sleep together. Um, and this, oh, before the flashback, there is the iconic line, which is make the money, yes. don't let it make you. Yes. I, I felt that in my heart though. Like I felt it. I was like, Yes, Ronnie. I want to make the money, but I don't want to let it make me. Like, I was like, this is, like, really sage advice. She gave us two really good pieces of advice is use what you got to get what you want and make the money. Don't let it make you. Like, you can live by those tenets in your day-to-day lives, honestly. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people who have quoted this movie. Like, those are the two quotes I hear the most. So yeah, so this is the flashback and this is when we see that Ronnie tricks and like another white girl or another girl are like with a white guy and they're in the tub, which is, I mean, he's probably the one paying. And so, oh yeah, so he pays Ronnie $600 to go down on Diamond while she's drunk and passed out. So Diamond is in another room, laid out, unconscious. Ronnie's like, hell yeah, I'll go do it. And grabs her, calls her drunk bitch, and, like, assaults her. We don't see the assault part. We just see, like, the beginning. And then this is when I was like, oh, this is probably why Diamond does Mm -hmm. not drink anymore at all. Because drinking around Ronnie is probably... Not a good idea. Probably the unsafest thing you could do. Yeah, probably one of the most unsafest things you could probably do while working at the club. And then also just in general, there's probably, like, you know, something, I mean, traumatic pretty traumatic so um so yeah so she stayed away from alcohol after that and then yeah so after this part is when uh gina sorry i called her gina because she slays gina's mom and martin (laughs) (laughs) 
And Evelyn Diamond's mom um, knows about the club and says, you better not have Ebony at this club doing all this, you know, which is, I, I, I was very confused by how open, once again, I'm very confused at how open Diamond was. It's about okay for your daughter, not okay for your niece. That, that, that is, is weird. I guess because she's older. But not that much. Yeah, she's not that much older. But then also, it it's weird because, like, the way Diamond sort of talks about this place, she, like, she does not like being there. She hates it. She doesn't like any of the people there. Um, she's, like, basically biding her time and she doesn't have to be there. So I guess, because her, her mom mm-hmm. and her dad know, which I would think that she wouldn't tell her dad. Mm-hmm. Considering how rocky their relationship was in the past. But every family is different. Yeah, you know, she they might be just really, really open. They might have just p- decided to put all that behind her, behind them, and say, you know what, we're just going to be completely open with each other. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so while this is happening, Ronnie and Ebony are in her car, in Ronnie's car. Very nice convertible. Um, talking about the Players Club and saying that it's not going to lead into big money. Uh, and basically Ronnie is saying that Ebony is her protege and that if she continues to work at the Players Club, like, it's nice, but you won't leave any money beyond buying, like, a Honda Civic, which I think is, like, a dig at Diamond because Diamond has the old-ass <laughs> car that she drives. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was. Honda. I was like, no, this is what it is. Ronnie was saying, like, Players Club is only going to get you this far. I mean, you could soon see yourself in a Honda Accord, which was the car that uh, – diamond drove but he she was like the way you built you bank be lucky with like a civic i was like well damn wow so you got the uh, smaller version <laughs> and like i think this is when ronnie really tr- like is successful in manipulating ebony because i feel like right after this is when ronnie hosts a party just so ebony can get a taste of what she's proposing would look like and that's when they go to the police party with all these cops and she goes in there and starts dancing and then she stops and she was like you over there not paying attention white boy and she calls the dude over and starts smacking his butt and (laughs) making him say say it loud i'm black and i'm proud i was like that is very empowering ronnie actually so I appreciated that scene. Yeah, it was kind of so and these like in these two backpack scenes, she actually gives like a lot of like really quotable moments. Like Ice Cube gave her so many quotable moments. <laughs> Cause I mean she's like close <laughs> legs don't get fed, which I've seen many places, which I is not always I mean, is kind of problematic, but also kind of like another tenant mm-hmm. I'm sure people have have lived their lives by. But also um, when she comes in the party and she says, "All right, listen, you white motherfuckers, all eyes on me." <laughs> He's like, "If I catch you looking at anything else, I'm gonna beat your ass like a runaway slave." And it's like, that, "Well, that, all right." That was my favorite part in the movie, I think. No, yes, no. This is based. This is one of my favorite like parts and one of my favorite lines of the entire movie because it's it's weird because these are all ATF agents and so ordinarily. Like on the streets, they their their dynamic is very different than what it is mm-hmm. in this party. 
because she's very much in charge. And it's not that she's just in charge. It's she, mm-hmm. They know her. They know her well. They expect it. Like, when she starts sp- spanking him, he's so I got happy. the feeling like <laughs> he did that shit on purpose. Like, he did that because he knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, no, you can tell once he's, like, so eager, he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, <laughs> she says, assuming the position, he's, like, he's, like, practically, like, jumping out of his skin. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so this is a thing that y'all do. This like, y'all, like, this is, this is why they, yeah, like, they get Ronnie for mm-hmm. this purpose specifically. <laughs> to get, and I don't know if they, like, they said, hey, we, we, we want to, we want a black girl to spank us. Or do they, or they were like, or did Ronnie bring the, the, the paddle, I don't know the logistics or how the arrangement they have. It's definitely apparent that they um, do this mm-hmm. more than once. <laughs> and all the officers want to get spanked. It's not just that one guy. And she was like, who's next? And they were like, ah! <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was like they, they all were like pushing and shoving and waiting to get in line and stuff. Um, so that was, <laughs> that was an interesting part, which is so crazy. Cause it's like, I don't know if I should like Ronnie. I shouldn't mm-hmm. like Ronnie, but she's the most iconic character in the movie just from mm-hmm. these couple of scenes. So it's kind of very sort of conflicting. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's a Ronnie good line. Trash, but you be raping people. Right, Ronnie is <laughs> the worst person ever, but at the same time, yeah. you'd be like, yes, yes, Ronnie, yes. It I, Okay, so maybe Ice Cube did a little something with that characterization of that character. Or maybe Crystal, is her name Crystal or Crystal? Brought yeah. more life into it and gave Ronnie layers. Like, overall, Ronnie is a trash person, but she does have those moments where she shines and she becomes a little bit more of like it adds a little bit more more humanity to her because she does some heinous shit now yeah but yeah she does but then she give they give her like scenes like this yes. she seems almost heroic and empowered and this is weird like i'm just thinking about it it's like it's weird yeah it's, it's problematic as hell like all around problematic as hell but then you get these moments yeah, it's it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird position to be in. So what happens next? Let me let me look at my notes. Um, I wrote down. <laughs> I took a lot of notes for this. If y'all can't tell. Uh, that oh, this oh. is where Lance tells Diamond that um, it's either him or the club, and basically, she, and Diamond kind of doesn't hesitate. Like I need my money. I. I like that Diamond's focus, honestly, was like she wanted her education. She wanted to finish school, not for herself, but for her son. Like she knew that she had to provide for her family. So she did what she had to do to get her goals accomplished. And Lance, he he couldn't hang. Like he couldn't take it. So he had to go. Yeah. Dealing with him was dealing with him Mm -hmm. was not going to get her paid. Because we don't know what Lance does, but he probably and doesn't I make as like much money as no she does. one should, like, for some people, try not to set hard ultimatums like that, because your face is going to get cracked when you don't get the yeah. answer you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure he probably was like, oh, she'll stop stripping for no, me. No, I don't know what he was thinking. 
Cause and then that brings it up. She met him while dancing. Like he knew. He knew. Yeah, you knew what it was. You knew what it was, Lance. <laughs> and he couldn't deal with it truly. <laughs> I wonder if it if it was just the fact that it was the club. Like if she had worked as like um like in an office, would he be pissed? I mean, she probably wouldn't have weird hours like she does at the players' club, but like I don't know if he'd be that annoyed with the fact that she worked I, a lot. If she had a more quote unquote traditional job, I don't think he would have had like a problem with it. And yeah, I'm sure he would. Oh yeah, that's fine. Keep working. Mm-hmm. We're making big money. Yeah. I get to live off your money. It's not about him. It's not about him. Just says like I feel like he was living off a of diamond. He money. didn't appear to why. seem like he had a job. So uh, yeah. I don't know. That. But he he was always home. He didn't look like he had too much to do. They didn't mention, oh, I had a long day at work. I came home expecting to see you and you weren't there. It was just like, you said we was going to go to the club on Saturday. Um, You said we was going to go get something to eat. And then you <laughs> at the club. And I'm like, okay. So? And she tried to tell him, like, I need my money. And he was like, but don't you need me too? And she was like, yeah. So, like, she got to really. word that answer. Yeah. <laughs> But this also, um, after she tells him to leave, Ebony, you can see, you can clearly see that Ebony is plotting on Lance while eating a banana, which I was like, all right, Ice Cube. That's, mm-hmm. You that's can see that little light bulb in her head go, bing. <laughs> like, you see this shit. Bing. Yeah, and I was like, what? And I was like, all right. I was like, Lance? Mm-hmm. Lance of all people? I don't even know if she wanted him. I don't think she wanted him. I think she just wanted to do that to get back at Diamond. Mm, that, that, I feel like that was also a power move. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You tried to stop walking around in your underwear money? and stuff. I'm ground. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of that sort of like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. I'm, you know, 18 or whatever. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 18. What a life. <laughs> So um, after this, Diamond goes to get um, her, uh-huh. good, her graduation packet from school, which is funny because she asked the lady That's if she true. has a smaller cap size, which made me laugh because earlier Trixie called her a big headed hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Diamond, you know you don't need no smaller cap it size. It fit perfect. It was fine. It was fine. The lady was like, I mean, you could maybe get like a smaller one. But I was like, Diamond, keep, quit playing yourself. Get that size head. If you got a big ass head, you better <laughs> represent that. But in the middle of this, after she gets her packet, this guy comes up to her and is like, oh, I heard you dance. Actually, he calls her Diamonds. So does she go by Diamond at school too? Uh, I don't think so. But possibly... But, like, when she's in line, like, you could, like, before that dude approaches her, it's two girls standing a little bit away that are like, that's the bitch that work at the strip club. And they t- they whisper a lot as fuck. Like, she yeah, they at do. The they- I think our night diamond. Yeah, and it like- was a little loud whispering. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't doing a good job of hiding it. <laughs> and then this corny ass dude, like, you work at the club. Would you want to dance with me and my broke-ass friends? And he threw, like, a dollar bill at her. I was so mad. Because I was like, he corny as fuck. He was so corny. I know. 
don't know. Don't just throw your the the remnants of your uh your mm-hmm. school. Yeah, that was that dollar. That dollar could have been used fast toward fun. ramen. <laughs> that dollar could be used toward laundry, and you wasting it trying to stunt for your lame ass friends. Yeah, corny ass, drink ass. You <laughs> mm-hmm. so whack that. But I thought that was interesting because, like, when she when he asked her, like, "Is your name Diamond?" and she answers, "Like, yes," and I was like, "That, I mean, that's a clear <laughs> sign he knows you from the club, but you're in public, so I guess I don't know." It, it still hangs on me, sort of being confused on like how much does Diamond want people to know about her being a dancer. I really, I honestly don't think it truly, truly bothered her until this moment, and mm-hmm. I feel like right after this moment, she went to work. And while she was dancing, was this the part where she went to work and while she was dancing for Myron, uh, her teeth, like her professor came in and she had, yeah. a- she was dancing with her titties out and her professor came in and she just stopped and she ran away. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh no, no. Yeah, a lot a lot of stuff happens in this scene because um so Diamond is sad about the breakup. Her bart the bartender tells her, Don't nobody want to turn a hoe into a housewife. She's like, It's not that you're a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Yes, I remember this. So I was like, Oh, the bartender's not <laughs> really okay. <laughs> but she says it's not about what you are, it's what they think you are. So basically, like, there's no chance of Diamond being able to live a life like a person. Yeah, like have like sort of like a quote unquote normal life while also working at the club. Um, uh, Jamie Foxx, his character, Blue, he has the worst, like his his whole like ad libs he was giving while he was, uh, I guess, emceeing at this thing. But he, he, for some reason, uh, he said they all stank. And I was like, but, why do y'all oh treat this? Oh my God. Didn't he say something like catfish sandwiches or some shit? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then he said kibbles and tits, kibbles and tits. (laughs) I feel bad for laughing, but I'm like. He was like, we're going to take a break (laughs) now. We're going to let all these pussies air out. I was like. "Ah." We're going to have to treat the dancers like this. Yeah, I was like, why are y'all treating the dancers like this? Come on. They're just doing, you know, they're just doing their jobs. Um, Oh, yeah. So then (laughs) Michael Clark Duncan shows up. And this is about the time I was like, all right, everybody's in this movie. Literally everybody. I might be in this movie, and I wasn't even there. <laughs> so, and then it turns out that he is the driver for Uncle Luke, who's a rapper. If you don't know, please go listen to Scarred. I love Luke. I love Two Live Crew. They make so uh, many booty anthems. It's yes, yeah, Two oh Live Crew fame. So Reggie is there slash Ice Cube. <laughs> um, he's unimpressed by the fact that Uncle Luke has showed up. He's un- unimpressed by everything. Um, but then when Luke shows up, Dollar Bill sees this. Or no, Little Man comes and tells him that Luke is here. And he presses this light called the Big Money light. <laughs> and, he comes and, and it turns the whole dressing room green. And everybody's like, oh, let's go outside. You know, this is a chance to make money. Which, of course, Dollar Bill needs because he is being, um, he is wanted by several people now for lack of payment. <laughs> In the meantime, Ronnie's trying to get uh, Vanilla to work the bachelor party. And Vanilla straight up tells her, hell no, nah, I'm not working that party. And she run her ass <laughs> upstairs. No and this is when we see Di- Diamond <laughs> is there with Milton. 
But I should have told you, like, vanilla, even vanilla was like, no, girl, I'm not doing this party. Mm-hmm. Like, something mm-hmm. is up. Like, nobody wants to work at this party. Yeah, so while all the girls are trying to get in with Luke, Diamond's there with Milton. And I wrote this. I felt so bad when I wrote this. <laughs> um, so I said, maybe they should ride off into the sunset. Yeah. I regretted writing that, like, immediately. Because she's like, oh, no. She's like, oh, Milton's like, oh, you probably want to go in there and try to get money with them and stuff. And he's, she's like, no, I'm fine right here with you. And she's still watching them, though. She knew she, she wanted to be in there. Paying honestly. him any attention. Uh, I would want to be in there. Like, that's big money. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Let's start paying off these student loans now. Um, and then, yeah, so her professor shows up, which I don't know. They don't really they, have, like, an uh, interaction. No, they, she just sees they him make across eye contact. the room. He and look she's up, like, oh, shit. And, and she, she look up, and they make eye contact, and she's yeah. like, you can see that shit, like, oh, shit. Just wash over her, and she just, like, she put them titties back yeah. in and run to the dressing room. And I was, even I was like, oh, shit. Watch it. I am like, oh, my God. Because I would have died. Yeah, I don't ever want anybody that, like, I know, well, really, any, like, professor or, like, boss or <laughs> church leader or something, like, any any kind of man <laughs> that I know, yes. like, on a professional level mm-hmm. to see me. No. Dancing. Like, it's nothing wrong with dancing, but, like, I feel like professional life leisure life kind of need to be separated at all times i feel like this is the first time diamond's kind of like oh shit like because again like with her parents she's cool but they never probably came and saw her dance i don't imagine i don't imagine magic mike shit that was weird too for me which i feel like we got to talk about magic mike the best movie ever made someday but like in magic mike uh the little young buck the little dude alex or whatever his sister came to see his like premiere show, and I was like, "Why are you trying to see your brother dance?" That was weird. Yeah, that is not something I would do. But you mean to meet? You know, again, families work differently. Mm-hmm. Every family is different. Every family is different. Sometimes you know, if they don't, if that's all they have is each other, then yeah, go watch your brother draw up a stage. He did. He. <laughs> Oh, Magic Mike. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, Trix tries to get in with Luke, um, and he calls her fat. And I was like, okay. She not. Trix ain't even fat. And even if she was, like, you don't have to do that. Like, that's so, like, rude. Like, damn. Like, yeah, just be like, okay, cool. sorry, sweetie. Like, you know. Like, just say, we good over here. Yeah. Be like, we got capacity. <laughs> like, like we're okay. Says, we got capacity. We're, we're okay here. Yeah, flip her a couple dollars. I don't, you know, you didn't have to be rude about it. So while Diamond is crying in the dressing room, this is when Ronnie kind of comes and corners her, which I was like, dude, why? What was the point of this scene? Because she basically like insinuates like anything I want, I get. So you're either going to give it to me or I'm going to take it. And I was like, if I don't get it, I'm going to take it. I was like, Ronnie, why are you doing this? This is so gross. And also, like, you took this opportunity now and she's like, I guess because she was all alone. But she basically came out of like, nowhere. That makes me wonder, like, how many other people has Ronnie done this to? Probably a lot. I feel like she, because she says she basically runs the club. Which she does. So she probably has more free reign from 
Yes, and she has more free reign from Dollar than probably most of the other dancers. But like, oh, I feel like a lot of a lot of the girls probably got um, treated like that by Ronnie at least once. Yeah. I think I, I agree. Yeah, even if she didn't do anything to them, like physically, just like the just the act of just being there and being all up in your space and like intimidating you like that is done on purpose to freak them out and to, you know, make them scared of her, basically. Um, but then she, she starts grabbing at diamonds and stuff. And I, the dialogue in this part, it was so awkward. <laughs> Just makes me, what you th- makes me think of what you said earlier. It, it's not good. It's, like, it's, it's not funny. good. And she like, no, 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 no. Stop. No. Get off. And I shouldn't be laughing because this is like kind of a, a gross scene, but like no, at the same no. time, like uh. it's like fucking like I'm sorry, it's like Sophia the robot <laughs> acting. That's that's what it was like, Sophia with oh, a new wig man. on acting. <laughs> While this is happening, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're gonna give Lisa Ray I'm a sorry. pass, damn it, because she was her I'm first sorry. movie. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We don't have to give her a bath. Um, so, <laughs> so while she's, um, yeah, while Diamond and Ronnie are downstairs, there's a fight that bro- breaks out. And um, I don't even know how the fight happened. I think I think Clyde tries to, like, get into VIP, and Michael Clark Duncan is like, no, nah, get out. And then he punches him in the back of the head. And then... All, all I know, all I know is, like, uh, Reggie Ice Cube just came in and hit... Uh, Michael Clark Duncan on the back with a chair and then all hell broke loose and then somebody started shooting and all kinds of shit happened yeah. it was yeah everybody starts running out <laughs> of the thing yes it, was, I was, it, it went from okay you got mugs you out of the store like you can't come in and then like folks start shooting they shot up um dollar bills glass window or something and the whole club was just wrecked so after that, I think Diamond returned home. Yeah. And that's when Diamond found Ebony in bed with Lance. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, we skipped. Wait, we skipped some stuff. We skipped some stuff. Ah! Um, um, Dollar. Okay, no, we had to talk about another great line from Bernie Mac, which is look at my business. They done fucked up the church's <laughs> money. <laughs> What it came from. <laughs> so upset. Um, but yeah, after after uh Dollar Bill's having his moment, <laughs> uh Blue Jamie Fox is hitting on Diamond. Um sounds like he likes her, but I was like, I wouldn't trust these people. Mm-mm, you can't trust nobody there. A lot of men in this movie shouldn't be trusted. And also Diamond thinks <laughs> that she and Lance might get together, which is, you know, they, they just broke up like that day. So I was like, okay, girl. So then, yeah, when she is going home, she realizes she's being followed oh. and who should be following her. But this is, this is, this is the scene I was like freaked out. Cause he's like, oh, he basically is like, oh, I always make sure you get home safely. So then he, 
And he, so he says that, but he also he says he spent a lot of money on her. He's like trying oh. to shove into the door, like trying to get into the house. And she's like trying to fight him back, like push the door closed. And that scene was like, I think that scene kind of freaked me out like a lot, <laughs> just because um, Myron's been like her like loyal customer, I guess, for like. I feel like- yeah, because he was her first dance. Yeah, he was her first dance. But also it was kind of scary because, like, like I, I'm pretty sure nobody would suspect Myron of being, like, a fucking creep, maybe, mm-hmm. on the outset because he's so, like, shy and quiet, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then, because he never really, he never really, um, I mean, he just kind of comes to the club and leaves. But he is always there for Diamond, which is another thing I noticed. Because even as like a dancer is like, oh, do you want to dance? And so he's like, no, no, no. He's like waiting on Diamond. So this is kind of one of those times where not only are people creepy, men specifically, but also the part when he says, like, I spent a lot of money on you. Like, he yep. definitely feels like he has ownership over her. And he felt like she owed him something. Yeah, and definitely, like, conflates, like, how, like, this is not real life necessarily like this is like a transaction this is not like i want to come home with you i don't want you to come home with me <laughs> i'm here for your money and i'm providing you a service and, <laughs> and this is, we part ways this, it sounds like when dudes fall in love with strippers like they think that there is something more to the um relationship like this is a relationship like I've spent so much time with you. We talked about stuff. If you talk about stuff while you get in a dance, that you have like a genuine connection. I feel like it reminds me of that. Uh, what's the name of that show? It was like, it was known as like scrotal recall. Yeah. But then they changed it to make it not sound gross to lovesick. And the dude who like, got drunk like the nerd dude who got drunk and was talking to the stripper and he felt like this is like a relationship for me because she was nice to him and i'm like "Eh, no 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 and yeah it is kind of weird like men seem to just not i don't know if they don't get it or they just don't care that they don't get it (laughs) like like it's so like how do you how do you confuse these signals like she's clearly here for your like for me i'm like she's here for your money i feel like that comes to you because guys probably it's entitlement like it's always like you think you deserve something and that's with a lot of guys like they think that i'm nice to this person they owe me and 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 it's kind of made worse in the situation because he's paid her money so then, like, it's doubly mm-hmm. thinking that he owes, like, he owns her, basically, because he's paid for her, essentially, and I'm like, uh, bruh. So, like, I don't even know, like, if he, like, for guys who don't pay women, like, if you just were with a woman and you weren't, like, you know, it wasn't sort of, like, a transaction or anything, like, that's still that weird ownership thing that most men mm-hmm. seem to have a problem with. You see Twitter threads about across the board. Hey, you look nice today. Please leave me alone. I just said you was a nice looking woman. And then they get real pissed off. Like you see that shit every day. Oh God, yeah. And you get called a bitch because you wouldn't say, exactly. Oh, fuck you anyway. You're ugly, blah blah blah. Like 
the way they flip it is so like I'm like, do you not realize that's kind yeah. of like psychopathic <laughs> in a way? Like this is very freaky. Like you should be concerned mm-hmm. about that, but they never are. But uh, yeah, suffice it to say, I don't know if Myron comes back to the club ever again. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't either. Because, uh, yeah. But yeah, so after she is running away from, you know, she gets Myron um, away from the door and she locks it. She goes to find comfort with Lance right. and he's in bed with right. Ebony. Not like not 12 hours later. That's so trash. Right. And, like, I feel like the excuse he gave was, like, oh, she was talking about a dead curtain. Uh, I was just uh trying to give her a massage. And, uh, uh, I don't know what happened. I was, like, are you fucking serious? You know, uh, she, uh, it's not what it looks like. Uh, uh, I'm, like, under the covers. You don't get your uh, I just, uh, uh. What I'm else like, would it be? I apologize, but, uh, uh, she said her neck, uh. I'm, like, bruh. <laughs> I was with Diamond when she went to that closet. <laughs> And got her gun. <laughs> that gun was so old. That gun made me laugh, though. I was like, it made me think of the old, the Wild West. <laughs> like, like, a, like a gun like Yosemite Sam would have. Like this old-ass revolver. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, whatever gets the job done. But this gun is old as hell. <laughs> uh, and she was like, y'all better get out my house. Ebony ran to the bathroom crying. I'm like, why are you crying? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen here? Oh, I forgot that Diamond shot at Lance. Like, I forgot. I thought she just pulled the gun out. I didn't know she fired off rounds. She shot that gun like four times. I was like, you can't shoot people you in your apartment like that. I mean, maybe you can. But, like, I'm surprised nobody came to ask. <laughs> like, are y'all okay? <laughs> Should I call the cops? Or is it just, like, a, a regular thing? Y'all not getting y'all deposit back. Like, she shot up her apartment. She ain't getting that deposit back at all. Yeah, you, you can't really <laughs> hide blood holes that easily with putty. Like, you can make some holes mm. in the wall, but, like, I don't think, like, bullet holes are a bit much. And so Lance is gone. Ebony locked herself in a bathroom. Diamond knocks on the door, like, you better get out of here. And she's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And she's like... <laughs> what all that crying pissed me off man i was like you this is someone this is when you know that someone's not about that life mm-hmm. she was crying mm-hmm. so much and i was like what did you hello this is your cousin you don't know your cousin has a gun and she was, ooh, ooh, ooh. like she was ugly crying and shit like uh, are you serious yeah, and I was like, what did you think was going to happen? She's going to be, like, crying and just, like, get out of my house. No, I'm pretty sure she... <laughs> you should and expect the worst if if someone comes home. Especially when she was screaming in the hallway. Did they not hear her <laughs> screaming and yelling at Milton? Uh, and so, like, Diamond pretends to calm down. So Ebony opens the door, and she smacks the shit out of Ebony. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was like, this is great. This is great. And she puts Ebony out the house. Um, rightfully so. So Ebony is gone. Diamond tries to get herself back together. And for somehow the next day or two, she ends up going, like, accepting Blue's offer to hang out. She also gets a contact at BET from her journalism professor. Like, she kind of, t- they, talk, they talk about the incident um 
Yeah, the incident. And he's like, oh, I understand why you ran out of the room. I'm like, duh, you can see my boobs, man. Like, <laughs> you're my teacher. Like, that's, that made me uncomfortable because he was like, he was joking with me. <laughs> you know, I understand. <laughs> you know, I just saw your titties. It's cool. I was like, I'm yeah. like, you can't joke about this stuff. Cause like, apparently Diamond missed like that class for a week. He was like, where were you? And she was like, uh, and he was like, I know he, she was like, I wasn't feeling well. And he said, well, it's okay. I'll talk to your other professors. And it seems like you were okay to visit their class. You know, I didn't want to make things like, awkward, it's already between awkward. Us. I'm like, you're making it more awkward. Like you yeah. are talking to her about it. It's yeah. super awkward now. And anyway, like if my teacher or a professor came in and was like, yeah, I saw your titties last <laughs> night. I would be like, <laughs> like, I would just die instantly. I would cross <laughs> over to the other side on site. Like, it's done. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm ready to be a ghost. Yeah, and I remember, like, I wrote down, like, I was like, is he a nice guy? Probably not. I don't know. All the men um, in this movie mm-hmm. I don't trust. Mm-mm. None of them can be trusted. Yeah, no. Because I was like, oh, you, I mean, like, it's not his fault because he went to the club and he wasn't expecting Diamond to be there, and she was expecting him to be there. But, like, it just is very awkward. And so, I mean, it was nice of him to give her, like, the contact to BT, but at the same time, it just felt really, really, really weird. And I didn't really like the scene very much. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is, like, the only part of the movie that was not super tense and that's when like diamond goes out with blue like mm-hmm. um diamond didn't want blue knowing where she lives which was smart because of what had just happened with myron or martin milton mohammed whatever his name is <laughs> um, we don't know and- who he is anymore and she says blue can meet her at her parents house so this is something else that i don't know so much of this movie kind of annoys me but I don't like that, like, character trope or um, movie trope where a guy is coming to pick up a girl for for a date mm-hmm. and they have to meet their father and the father pulls out a gun or threatens to do with violence yeah. before allowing him to go out with their daughter. Like, I'm not a parent, but if I were a parent and I had a son and my son is going to somebody's house to ask them out and their parent pulls out a gun, I'm coming over to their house and I'm whooping their ass. Like, you don't pull out a gun in front of my kid or threaten them at all. Yeah. And it's, it's so like, let's accurate. not do that. It's a lot of, like, sort of, like, dick measuring, kind of. Like, it's very sort of like, oh, I'm, you, you might, uh, she might love you, but I'll always be your dad and stuff, kind of like that. Like, it's very, like, you know, she's a grown woman, she can mm-hmm. kind of make this decision. I don't know why that guys, because a lot of men do that too. Like they'll be just as raggedy when they're younger and they'll have a daughter. And all of a sudden it's like, no one can ever touch my daughter. She's not going to go out of this house until she's 40. And I'm like, that is not healthy behavior or healthy attitude to have about your daughter. Like Mm-mm. your daughter is person. You can be there for them to like guide their like, decision to be like oh you know this guy i don't know about him or whatever but like just straight for the gun like it's so 
it's so awkward. I'm like, that's not something that I would kind of laugh at. I'd be like, well, shit, I don't want to be around her crazy ass family. Yeah, her daddy might shoot me, shit. Yeah. I might no thanks. Come, I might drive you off one night and he fucking shoots me in the face. Like, I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> so. I don't know why that's I like think- a thing. I, I wonder like when that, when that trope started. Like, who was, like, the first person to introduce that into a movie? Because every time I see it, I'm always, I always, like, get really, like, like, I always kind of frown. Because <laughs> I don't like it. Like, it's just so extra and very, like, patriarchal. But this is something that kind of, like, the scene, like, Blue is talking to her dad. Her dad is shooting at a target. And this kind of, mm. kind of comes back around a little bit later on in the movie. Um, but like Diamond's mm-hmm. date with Blue is really cute. They like laugh, talk, they have milkshakes mm-hmm. and they're just hanging out. And meanwhile, Ebony's bless her heart, her young, just dumb self decides that she wants to work the party with Ronnie because Ronnie yeah. has lied and said that other people will be there. Cause I guess they're running out of time and Ronnie needs dancers for her brother's party. And everybody yeah. else in the club said no. And so she lies to Ebony and said, oh, Vanilla said she was coming, but she's going to be here a little late. And I think she says Trix is going to be there, too, but Trix is not anywhere there. So Mm-mm. basically she just tells her a big old lie. And her excuse is that I'm not going to dance because these are my people. Like, that's weird. Which it is kind of weird. That, that's weird. <laughs> I didn't blame yeah. her for that. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm not dancing for my brother. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, and she's very about her money in this thing because she's like, uh, please pay me. Like, actually, not even please, just pay me. Where's my money? Run me my money. <laughs> so uh, Ronnie tells her brother, he's like, you don't even trust family. She's like, no, <laughs> pay me. <laughs> and so she ends up talking Ebony into staying. Because, like, yeah. I feel like when Ebony first got there, she was ready to go when she found out, like, she was literally the only dancer there besides Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah, she knew something was wrong, like, immediately because she, like, looks around and she's like, there's all these dudes who are just sitting there. So there's nobody. They've been sitting there for, like, hours or whatever. So they're already agitated. And then she's the only girl. She doesn't see Ronnie. So she's already, like, kind of panicked, which I don't blame her because... Mm-hmm. That is like a situation I was like, oh, no, this looks wrong. I should leave. Mm-hmm. But Ronnie's like, oh, you're the only person here. You got a chance to make the most money. Like, fuck them other bitches. Like, get your money now. Like, you yeah. gotta do this money. And so, again, Ronnie is there with the drinks, plying Ebony with alcohol. Um, and while uh, Diamond is on her date with Blue, Ebony calls and is like, I don't feel safe. I'm at a hotel by myself. Can you please come and get me or please show up and help me? And Diamond is pissed, rightfully so. She's Mm -hmm. like, fuck you, bruh. And so she goes back to her date. And then this scene is really... This is the star of the shit. This is like intense. So Junior, Ronnie's brother, is really hype. I mean, honestly, all these dudes at this party are corny as hell. Like, (laughs) y'all are that thirsty for a dancer. Y'all got better stuff to do. I'm like, you shouldn't be this thirsty 
for a dancer at, at any point in your life. I was like, yeah, why didn't y'all just go to a club? Like, yeah, y'all should go to the fucking players club. Like, you could get a family discount. Like, you'll get yeah. more entertainment there than you are getting here. Yeah. And this is this is the most fucked up shit. In but maybe maybe they didn't go to the club because Ronnie maybe she promised them something like it's a hotel so like maybe they were promised or they think they might get a chance like actually have sex with one of the dancers beyond like just straight up dancing and again like this shouldn't even be an expectation at all like yeah no entertainment like I'm dancing we not fucking like that's what it is like none of these dancers are prostitutes at all they're dancers and then yeah and 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 also um because i remember at the beginning when ebony gets there like ice cube and and clyde like sort of proposition her to be like hey like let's finish what we started at the players club and she says and oh motherfucker can you can't you hear and i think i think that that made me laugh but also like i think that also like riled him up like that was the thing that kind of made uh ice cube's character do what he does next and like I was, this is like the most fucked up. Like, so Ebony is trying to psych herself up to go, but she can't do it because she feels like something's not right, which she's right. Yeah. Um, and so while she's in the room, Junior, Ronnie's brother is like, thirst, like he's like thirsty as fuck. He's just at the door. He's ready to get in there. And yeah. Reggie slide up saying like, Oh, we fucked the her the other day. Me and her, me and Clyde ran a train. Blah blah blah. And Junior's stupid ass, like, oh, for real? And they was like, yeah. And I'm like, this yeah. Is, that was deplorable, in my opinion. Like, that was horrible. I have a thing. Like, I'm so confused. Like, why? Not really confused, but I'm also I'm interested to know why Ice Cube wrote this part for him because. It seems like the worst character. I don't know if that was just like a thing, like oh, I'll play the, you know, the the fucked up guy, or like, like why? Because I I don't know if usually people who like write and direct and star and all that um, usually write themselves in sort of like a like a more heroic sort of um, characterization. <laughs> But yeah. like he really, he really made the one. He was like, "Yeah, I'll get like a revenge rape." Yeah, that that's you brought up a point I didn't think about. Yeah, that's weird. That's I keep thinking fun. of it, and I don't think it's like anything like sort of like a like a. Um, I don't think it's like a true to life or you know kind of thing. I hope not, Jesus. But mm. um, it just kind of is weird. I'm like, well, geez of all the characters to write yourself into. You're going to do that one. And it it doesn't even seem like, you know how, like, I'm going to play against type. I'm going to be a villain. Like, you don't need to be that kind of villain, bruh. Like, mm-mm. yeah, it's not a play against type kind of character at all. But it's also kind of like the most fucked up character, aside from maybe like Ronnie. Yeah. In her ways. Yeah. So this is sad. Um, another trigger warning here for like discussion warning. <laughs> of assault um so junior basically bursts into the room and i this is this is fucked up because 
I was appreciative of the scene in terms of not being able to see what happens. Yeah, but then that also makes it scarier. Yes. Um, I, would, I watch a lot of horror movies, and unfortunately, sexual assault is featured in a lot of them, and some of the movies depict it graphically. Mm-hmm. And it's not pleasant to watch at all. Like, it's a horrible act. It's horrible watching um, someone be brutalized like this. Um, and I found it different in like P- Players Club. Like you don't see anything happen. You just hear screaming. You hear Ebony saying no. And you hear things breaking. Um, it's still like Ashley said, it, it sounds terrifying. And it's even more terrifying when Ronnie comes back into the room. Like as this was happening, like all the guys come in to listen in on somebody being assaulted and none of those weak ass motherfuckers did anything to stop it. Yeah. Like a whole fucking Yeah, they party. just sort of like listening and they didn't really they were disgusted, but they didn't and they left, but they didn't help her. No. They didn't try to help her. They didn't bang on the door. I was like, oh, so y'all are all bitch made. Yes. Like you First of all, you heard somebody screaming for help. Based, like You heard cries of anguish and you did nothing. You didn't try to save somebody from being assaulted. Also, yeah. even, this is fucked up, but even if you didn't care about this woman who is in need, you weren't even looking out for your boy to say, hey, this is a crime, bro. Do you want to go to jail? Yeah. Like, nobody even stepped in in that way. Everybody yeah. just like got real quiet and they all left. Like y'all, that was disgusting. Like it was disgusting and deplorable. And then even with yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie, like you could see the alarm on her face when she tries to figure out what's happening. And when she gets into the room, yeah, like the way she react, I was reacted. I was like, oh my God, what like happened? Like what's going on? And then her ass, yeah. uh, Ronnie's yeah she didn't do anything either and she actually I liked like Cristal's uh acting in this scene like she did a really good job because I think this is like her first acting role too and I was like well damn shit like I was like the first time I think I saw this um I was like oh shit she's dead like the girls like Ebony's dead and I was like oh fuck 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 and then um because she goes and like she shakes Junior and she's like what the fuck is wrong with you like what's we have to get but then she leaves (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then it's like they both leave. She's like, we have to get out of here. And I'm like, no one's going to help the victim at all. No. Like, like this is all y'all's fault. Like, I know, like, Junior's not going to help her. But, like, at least, like, damn, like, Ronnie. Because, you know, like, Ronnie, like, even though she she assaults people. But she's been doing, like, she's been dancing for a while. So the idea that she either knows somebody who was raped, aside from her doing the the assaulting but like she very much there's a very big possible chance that she knows somebody that this has happened to at one of her parties Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like damn Ronnie you don't even help the girl that you get assaulted like 
That are you just uh, maybe she's just I mean probably the most I the most obvious reason or I guess the most plausible reason would be like they're too freaked out to help and they don't want to be caught at the scene and she's trying to quote unquote look out for her little brother which no um yeah so a few minutes later uh uh Diamond has like a change of heart and she decides to go check in on Ebony and see what's going on. Um, so when she gets there, she walks into the scene and then that's when you finally see like what happened to Ebony and like her face is bloody. There's blood on like the mattress, well, the comforter and a diamond. Is oh yeah. Like again with Lisa Ray's acting, bruh, it's a stark difference between like Crystal or Crystal and Lisa Ray. But she's trying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And Diamond- and also the thing. Did you mention that? Um. That when before Reggie and them leave, they um. She tells. Oh yeah. Tell Ebony that we do know that no means no. That was I, the fucked up thing. Uh, oh, I forgot about that line. I was like, when I first heard it, I was like, oh no. I was like, Jesus, what the fuck? I was like, so that is like definite, like premeditated, like we, I'm getting back to this girl just because she wouldn't go home with me. And also that she cussed me out. But like, I was like, shit, man, like this is the worst, I guess, this is the, like, I guess the most, definitely the most intense scene, but definitely like the most fucked up in terms of how the women in this world are treated. Um, because no one looks out for her, like Ebony, no one looks out for her except for um her diamond. Yeah. Diamond like was the only person that had her actual best interest in heart in mind. Even though mm-hmm. she introduced her to this life, she's she still cared about her cousin. Like that's her baby cousin. Yeah. Um, but like after this, like the next couple of scenes, like, shit gets real as fuck. Like, shit gets so real. So, <laughs> Diamond is livid that this happened to her cousin, that Ronnie is responsible. So, Diamond and Blue go back to Players Club where Ronnie is in the dressing room with Trix trying to work out an alibi. Like, I've been here all yeah. night. Ain't that right, Trix? And Trix was like, yeah, girl, you've been here all night. And then Diamond... Yeah, and also Dollar says he'll take care of it. Oh, what Diamond... Dollar Bill. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'll take care of it. I think either Trix tells tells her that that Dollar will take care of it, so she's got nothing to worry about, so Dollar even knows about it. All these people are horrible. And it's covering up for her and stuff. I'm like, oh. And, like, this, honest, this is probably my favorite scene in the movie. (laughs) Bruh. So um, Diamond gets into the dressing room and she tells everybody to get the fuck out. And everybody's like, "Mm," all the dancers down there like, eh, whatever, girl, whatever. And she pulls out that old ass Yosemite Sam gun. (laughs) (laughs) He shot a fire, like, um, fired a shot off and everybody got the fuck up out of there. And then she locked the door, blew outside at the door, guarded with a gun. And Dollar Bill and Little Man trying to get in, and they like, nah. Um, if he try to like come into that um 
that uh, dressing room is going to be some trouble, trouble. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite lines. And I feel bad because, like, one thing about the screenplay is it's like some really serious shit happening, but then people making jokes. So you laughing yeah. and feeling like, oh, fuck, like, I shouldn't be laughing because it's. Yeah. Um, but, like, Diamond beat the shit out of Rodney. Like, Diamond beat her ass. Before she starts beating her ass, like, Diamond, I'm not Diamond, Ronnie basically threatened to rape her again. Oh. It's like, she's like, oh, yeah, I should, I could do you, like, uh, you did I could do you, like, Junior did Ebony. Yeah, and I was like, um, all right, well, this ass whooping is justified <laughs> by all accounts. Oh, my God. She beat the shit out of her. Like, she beat her ass throughout the whole fucking dressing room. Like, every corner mm-hmm. of that dressing room, she got her ass whooped in. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, Ronnie. <laughs> <That's fucked up. laughs> she put, she bashed her head in the mirror. Oh. And she had blood on her wig and all on her face and stuff. Like, she was she was toe up. That like ass whooping rivals that of they live. When Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David, aka <laughs> the Black Devil, uh, get into a fight. <laughs> like that shit was as intense as that one. Um. So Ronnie get the fuck beat out of her, and Diamond lead like when she satisfied her and Blue leave. Well, get ready to leave. And Diamond, I mean, Dollar Bill is like, well, you fired. And he was like, well, I'm not fired because I quit. Fuck you and shit. And then Blue says the same thing. And then this is some other shit where I started laughing in a part that I probably shouldn't have been laughing at. Because, like, mm-hmm. this serious shit happened. And then um, Dollar Bill, tricks and, and Lil' Man checking in on Ronnie. And Lil' Man's like, bro, you got fucked up. Ronnie, did he? Did you even at least pinch the bitch? And I was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I ugly laughed so hard, like me and Butter Buttercup looked at me like, bitch, what's so funny? And I was like, this is funny, Buttercup. Buttercup is my dog, by the way. She's amazing. Um, and I was like, Queen, Queen Buttercup. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like I can't, like I can't be horrified because I'm laughing, but I should be horrified, but. I mean, there's too many lines. There's too many quotable lines in this movie to like not at least giggle. <laughs> Even if you're like, you're like, this is awful. This is terrible. This is terrible. I mean, there's too many one-liners to be horrified for long. I think I'm putting, did you at least pinch the bitch back into my rotation? I feel like it was heavy and like <laughs> six, seven, great. We putting it back into my adult <laughs> um, rotation of quotes. I had a friend who said pinch all the time. And I was like, where do you, where does one say, how does one start to say pinch? <laughs> <You done> pinch. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my brother pinched me. And I was like, what? <laughs> the first time she said that, I was like, uh, okay. I was like, I, okay. Pinch. Oh my God. <laughs> so the everything just comes to a head like st louis is tired of broke ass dollar bill dodging him about his money so dollar bill and uh terrence howard and charlie murphy roll back up to the club and they fucking 
fire a bazooka into the players club and blow that shit the fuck. Yeah, St. Louis tells everybody, if there's anybody here that doesn't want to get murdered, get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a good. Thank you for the warning before you blow this shit down. That hell. was courteous, though. I feel, that was nice. Yeah. That was polite. Thank you. Thank you for giving me an, an out to get out of this fucking hellhole before we all die. So, that, like, that shit just goes up in flames. And I feel like the movie started with the, uh, I bet you're wondering how I got here moment with diamond standing outside yeah. of the first up players club so you kind of <laughs> yeah it, it's a perfect bet blackbuster movie <laughs> oh, yeah, like every movie on bet starts with that i bet you're wondering how i got here and i love that i love that trope so much um yeah <laughs> so the movie honestly kind of just abruptly ends well, there's the um, there's the part where you kind of see that Ebony is working at the oh, shoe yeah, store I too. Yeah, there's like the whole so like Ebony's working at the shoe store. You can still see that she's got bruises to high hell all over her face, um, and she's helping out Diamond with getting shoes because Diamond's doing stuff for her graduation. She's prepping for that, but also she um, Ebony sees two girls there or two women there who are kind of in the same position that Ronnie and Trix were at the beginning of the movie, where they're kind of like, um, could you come over here and get my shoe? You take it so long. I don't even know what I want anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she kind of, like, Ebony kind of asks them, like, oh, like, where do y'all work? Blah, blah. She's, like, she's like, oh, well, we work at Club Sugar Daddies. <laughs> and this is, like, a weird part, because uh, she kind of echoes the same things that Ronnie says, like, you got to use what you got to get what you want. And Ebony kind of says like this weird line where it's like, oh, you must not want a lot of, or you must not have a lot then, or some weird kind of line kind of shaming her for working at this. This is the part of the movie that felt like a Tyler Perry play. Yeah. It's like a Tyler (laughs) Perry morality tale. Like the Players Club starring Medea and that uncle dude. Hey, hey, don't you ever put that into the university. (laughs) Starring Kimberly Elise with a bad wig as Diamond. Don't you ever. We won't put that into. Please, Tyler Perry's going to hear this somehow. He's listening. He's the FBI agent listening to our conversation. Um, Mike, my FBI agent, can you let Tyler Perry know that he's the remake (laughs) of the Players Club? Starring Medea as Dollar Bill, Kimberly Elise with a bad wig as Diamond. We gonna get like one of the McLean sisters, China, whichever one is on Black Lightning. She could be Ebony with an equally as bad wig, and we could get Shamar Moore again with his little braided lace front as Blue. <laughs> okay, Mike, my FBI fucking lace front. Um, make that a note, Mike, and send that to Tyler Perry. Thank you. Uh, please God uh, Tyler Perry can you imagine if this was directed by Tyler Perry like this hello <laughs> hello oh like, my God. Uh, was- with the old like clumps joke with uh, Medea's titties hanging on to her knees like the grandmama in the clumps oh God like, FBI agent <laughs> tell Tyler Perry for real also give me a screenwriting credit story credit story by yeah Brittany. yeah give- Give 
give Brittany the credit because I won't be a part of this. <laughs> I will like y'all can have this. I won't have anything to do with it. And when it does come to pass, I hope that I I no. I don't want it. I don't I want mean, any of it. The ending would be different if it was Tyler Perry, like if Tyler Perry wrote it, like somebody would get AIDS and somebody would die. I was going to say, somebody's going to have a terminal mm-hmm. disease and it's going to be the punishment for working yep. at the See, club. ooh, you was at the player club being a loose woman. Mm. Ooh, you got cancer now. Ooh, you got AIDS. Oh, you did. Like, somebody tell Tyler Perry he needs to find a new trope to use. And all the dark-skinned men are mm-hmm. villains. Diabolic. Yeah, yeah. More chestnut this as Ryan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know it kind of works. <laughs> You gotta get a dark skin. That was that was kind of worse though. I can I can see that one. <laughs> a blonde wig. Yeah, there you go. Does he even need a wig? Does he even need a wig? No, can he just be... Morse chestnut as Ronnie. Morse chestnut and all Ronnie's fly ass clothes that I wish was still fashionable because those are looks. Those are looks. That cowboy outfit was so cute. Like, I love it. It was, like, all red. Oh, I loved it. Um, But, yeah, so, like, the end of this movie, like, I mean, they go into, like, the whole thing of, you know, um, they show everybody's fate. Like, Ebony moves home. Blue works for the radio. Dollar Bill got thrown into the back of St. Louis's trunk, so he's probably um, dead. Yeah. Same St. Louis still runs the South, I guess, is what they said. Um, Reggie and Clyde went to the Freak Nick in Atlanta. And I was like, yes, they don't. They need to be locked up with fucking Junior, bro. Yeah. Um, Trix and Ronnie got locked up, but then they got out of jail and went to work for Club Sugar Daddy. So they're back probably the running games. Yeah, back to the old, uh, old tricks. And the police is still harassing people. I mean, police go police, bro. Yeah, police gun police. Uh, Junior is actually in jail for the rape charge. And then Diamond is on the news, as I'm presuming a news anchor. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That would be right, the right. worst. That would be an interesting. That would be an interesting anchor. Hello, I am Diana Armstrong, <laughs> and you are watching Channel 5 News. Today, we have a special about this squirrel who is driving a boat. Hey, Norm, have you seen this squirrel? Well, yes, I did, Diana. I thought it was funny. Me too. <laughs> That's how that shit gonna be. Ain't nobody paying no, me watching her on no damn news. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, pretty good. Like yep. Acting. Yep. That, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so yeah so that's i mean that's basically the end of the movie we went through like the whole the whole thing i'm i'm proud of us because i wrote a lot about that movie just because there's so much to like digest and i i kept thinking about um just like different things about the movie like different um sort of questions that got brought up um because i know like house party was very kind of like straightforward like we said, it was very kind of like an easily digestible movie with like some sort of like a couple parts where I was like, oh, that line didn't mm-hmm. age well. And some parts of this movie are kind uh, of like, there's some lines in this movie that didn't really age well. No, either. like this, 
I feel like this movie had layers. This movie had mm-hmm. a lot of different things coming, like going on. This this movie had like different parts that all fit together, um, mm-hmm. and I guess it had a little like it was still it's puddle deep, like it's a shallow movie. Straight like it's it's not giving you too much yeah. to think about, but there are still you know topics that can be discussed today. Like watching this movie 20 years ago, watching this movie in 1998 versus watching this movie in 2018, there is a shift in what still works about this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I think what makes this movie easier, like easier to watch is to think of it in the con- um, context of when it was made. Like, the, like a lot of this stuff, you honestly can't, I mean, you could, but you can't really use this in a movie made today. It just, it's, it's not going to work. It, it's already not okay, um, it, but it's just going to be worse. Um, and it it's definitely, re- like, present in like how women are treated um how strippers are treated um a lot of the comments that are made about the profession it's just a lot of stuff that's like nah this no this ain't gonna work in 2018 yeah Yeah. i don't think a lot of people would um i guess enjoy this movie if it was the same kind of comments I mean some people would I think a lot of people might but then there'd be a lot of people would be like well I mean in this century in this decade like I mean a lot of it's kind of starting to become um more accepted that at least through the internet generation I don't know about you know outside of you know Twitter and stuff but that sex workers are workers they make money a certain way just like everybody else makes money a certain way and they're not really doing anything to necessarily harm people or um I guess they're just trying to live their lives like this is their job this is what they do for work you work in the office I work at the club I'm trying to make money you trying to make money let me do me yeah, I mean, I think if they did make like a, if they do a remake or if they even made, tried to make this movie, it might be a little different just from just the humor itself might be a lot different. Um, because, I mean, this is the only movie I can really compare it to is like Magic Mike, <laughs> which I was trying to think of movies I could compare this to. And not in like, in a, like a, like, I guess similar subject matter, the first one, not the second one. But the first one is a lot less funny than the second one, but it's more like sort of like the 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 pitfalls and the the peril unglamorous part of sort of like because I mean there's like they're selling drugs and that kind of thing and there's a lot more sort of predatory behavior on um on the manager part, the uh Matthew McConaughey's character. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I mean, I don't really have a movie to, like, compare this movie to. I don't know. Do you have one? Not really, honestly. Like. Because I was really trying. I was thinking. Like, even Showgirls isn't 
like this at all. And short showgirls is terrible. But showgirls, it's not like this at all. <laughs> and you know what? Showgirls is a lot different. Um, something I'm thinking about now. Like, I wonder what Ice Cube today thinks about this movie. Um, because as Ashley mentioned earlier in our episode, like we've seen Ice Cube go from a nigga with attitude to are we there yet? Like his progression, like is pretty like interesting to watch. And you you see him grow up and you see him mature. So I wonder what he would think about this movie that he wrote. Like what would he change about it if he had to update it um, for 2018 or like, what are what yeah. are his thoughts as a more mature adult on something like this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I guess would he still would he make himself the bad guy in the situation? Or like if Reggie and Clyde are they still integral to the story? Like, do you need those characters in this story if we were updating it for 2018? Yeah, because even in this story, like. Because of how many people that St. Louis had at the club, I was thinking, like, genuine, like, honestly, if they didn't have that last scene with, like, Ebony at the bachelor party, like, I didn't think that Reggie and Clyde's characters would be necessary Mm -hmm. for the story at all. Yeah, they're not, honestly, too necessary. Yeah, they, I mean, they're basically background characters for the most part until that last, uh, that last scene, that last couple scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. I would be very interested. I mean, everything's getting remade and updated because they're making a house party (laughs) (laughs) again. Oh, I saw that and I immediately had to tweet you that link because I was like, we just talked about this. I was like, I want justice for the teens, but damn, I want original content for the teens. My passionate speech about the teens. (laughs) And they can't even get a new movie. Gosh. Oh my goodness! I I don't even know. I mean, I I wonder what people would think if they did announce that they were going to remake this. Like, what would the reaction be? Everybody would be hyped. Like, oh hell yeah, I love Players Club. We be clubbing, and then they watch the movie and they be like, oh fuck. Like, they're like, "Mm, no, this isn't what I remembered it to be. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people like this movie because it's like something, which is kind of crazy that it's like something from their childhood basically or at least from their like young adult years but I wonder if they like rewatched it because a lot of people that happens a lot like with things from maybe even like 10 years ago you watch like I don't know like I think the 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 closest example I think I have is like Dave Chappelle's um, stand up, like his oh. recent stand up. Um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm super, super hyped to watch it," and then they watch it and they're like, "I think I have grown out of this." Yeah, that. Oh, I know. I have a perfect example for this. Mm-hmm. Eminem. Oh Jesus Christ! Ugh. Like when I was uh, twelve. 13, I thought that shit was, oh my God, Marshall Mathers is so hardcore. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you hear what he said about his mom? Oh my God. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Oh my God. But listening to it now, I'm like, fuck this shit. I, this is terrible. Like, 
this isn't good music. And then what's funny is that like you get people who stand by his albums like to this day. I'm like, have you listened to any like have you listened to this as an adult? Like this shit is dumb. Like it's I don't think I listened to Eminem as like an adult. I think there was because I know there was definitely songs by him that I liked. Um and like I mean at least he he has rapping skills. No, so just it's like the thing but the things he talks about, it hasn't changed. No. Like since his first album, I'm like, all right. He's like sixty five years old, rapping about how he hates his fucking mom. <laughs> like Although now he got a song with Beyonce and that's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Like I didn't listen to it because I don't want to hear like a sixty five year old man complaining about the last shit he was like the same shit he'd been talking about for four years. Fuck that. Like I'm not listening to it. <laughs> and like I was I listened to the chorus, which is Beyonce, and it sounded very um like contemporary pop like I don't like it like it didn't have it didn't even sound like hip-hop it sounded like something you'd play like on the pop stations um so I was like all right well I don't know whose idea this was but you can have this back yeah I I don't need Marshall's white man pain I'm good I'm good with it (laughs) but like I, I I'm I feel like since I told Mike my FBI agent about that I feel like Tyler Perry is going to have this in the works. Um, and so I feel like in six months... We've let that evil out into the world. Tweet, like, some tweets about it. Like, watch that, Ashley. Like, it's going to be like, yeah, we're rebooting the Players Club. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, Mike. Put me on this script as a story by. <laughs> if, that, if that happens, then we know Mike is truly real <laughs> and that he is um, instrumental in bringing down the... Um. Yeah, he's 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 instrumental in some shit. Is what I'm trying to say. He's gonna bring down modern recognizing that I'm a genius. That's what Mike is. He's here to share my genius with the world. And Mike, 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 I implore you. I implore you, please. Please think about this before you unleash this idea upon the world. Thank you, Mike, so much for believing in me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody needs a mic to believe in them. Mm-hmm. You you might not have a mic. You might have a Fred. You might have a Martin. You might have a Ralph. But they're there for you. They're there reading your emails. And they're there for uh, you to have some support. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I guess this is the end. Um, and I wonder, oh, we should probably say thank you to all the people who like retweeted and favorited and listened and, listened <laughs> and texted because I got texts. And um, yeah, people are excited. People, somebody's asking me about it today and she's, you know, she's like, oh my God, if you need a guest. I heard some people say, if you need a guest. So thank you guys for your support. Like we really, truly appreciate it. Um, yeah, I feel like we set the bar really low. <laughs> um, so we can only get better from here. Like if you've listened to this episode and the last one, you already realized that I'm pretty much ain't shit. So I'm probably going to stay the same, but I appreciate the support. And like, if you are listening and you like us, just, um, you can rate us on iTunes now that we're on iTunes cause we're legit as fuck. 
Um, you can also subscribe yes. and you can also like tell your friends about it. Um, we would appreciate it. Like you could say, Hey, I found this new podcast or two annoying girls talk bullshit about movies. And I'm like, Oh my God, you love me. Thanks. Tell all your friends, follow our blog, follow our Twitter. It is BLK girl film club because Twitter will verify Nazis, but won't let me spell black mm-hmm. all the way. They just trying to keep you oppressed. Yeah. This is a, this is anti-black mm-hmm. that I can't spell black. And all black the way. History Month. Yeah, this is Black History Month. I feel like you should let me have those last two letters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be so. a pressure. Uh, yes. And also, um, I guess, what else? What's the one thing? What would, oh. would you recommend this movie? Um. Yes, but with like some cut. Like, I would put like a lot of warnings. Like, okay, like this is kind of... I mean, obviously for some like the assault and stuff. But yeah, I think it like, it's... It's not necessarily a fun movie, but it is like sort of like a like a I guess it's not like a sort of like a sugar-coated look at the world of like dancing and like strippers. Um and it's not like a perfect movie by like any means. But I don't think it's like unwatchable. And actually, I gave this like a really high score on on Letterboxd just because I enjoyed it. It's really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For all the all the parts that are kind of like horrifying, like it's really really funny. Like all the comedians they got, like they did a good job of pulling all those people together. Mm-hmm. I I I think I agree with Ashley. Like I would recommend I would recommend this movie with trigger warnings, like trigger warnings for violence against women, for assault, um, for guns, just so you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, Mm-hmm. I would also recommend this movie if you watched it as a young person, like if you watch it like me at like 12, 13, and then to see what you think of it as an adult, like what works, what doesn't work and like how you've yeah. grown as a person. Cause I, I realized while watching this, like I thought one thing as a youth, like for me, I was like, Oh, strippers or oh my gosh, how did they end up there? Whoa, what's happening? And then like as an adult, like ain't ain't nothing wrong. Literally, there's nothing wrong with stripping at all. Like this is a job. Yeah. People like it. People do it. It's fine. Like you, if you're a dancer, you shouldn't be ashamed of it, honestly. And like you do your thing and that's cool. Um, so it's kind of like, I guess this is like a test of seeing where you are as a person. I don't know how else to say it. Um, so yeah, I guess I would recommend it too. Do you have like any like recommendations of other movies that you think someone might like if they like the Players Club? Um, I was trying to think of this last night, and I'm I'm really terrible with recommendations to be honest. Um. I don't know. I know there's movies that you would like. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, 90s, like, late 90s um, black cinema movies, like, black film movies. I, black film movies. That's the same fucking... Okay. I like <laughs> I don't know. You do this part. You're better at this than I am. <laughs> um, Honestly, I guess uh, since I mentioned it before and you talked about it, I would... It's very different, but Magic Mike, it gives you um a different perspective like what dancing looks like for male dancers um it also kind of does the same thing with 
like same thing as the Players Club where there are some really dramatic parts, but it's balanced out by comedy. That's that's what I found appealing about Magic Mike. I went in thinking it was more of a drama and less of a comedy, but they were pretty much equal hand in hand. Yeah, Magic Mike is not... um nearly as funny oh, definitely not. as this movie like it's very because i saw i saw magic mike double xl before i saw magic mike and so oh my god yeah so when i saw i saw the sequel i was like oh this is because it's a very funny sequel like i like that movie a lot um so i was like oh let me watch the first one and i watched it and i was like this is sad mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's very it's very like um there's some joy in it, but it's overall kind of sad. I mean, you ain't got Bernie Mac in there talking about titties and asses. So it's not going to be as funny, but it's... Yeah, you don't have Bernie Mac sprinkling his uh, magic all Bernie over. Bernie Mac would have been like the best, like in Matthew McConaughey's role. <laughs> you didn't imagine that would not even happen. Like he would not have put those fucking chaps on. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that would have happened no, I want this to happen now Mike if you could take a hologram of Bernie Mac and insert them in Magic Mike I would appreciate it yeah just like splash you know photoshop him in clip him in <laughs> I can't even imagine that happening <laughs> maybe not 1990s maybe like <laughs> later on but because <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey's character is so like extra in that movie and so like like he, like he wanted to be like he was so into the adoration of all the women and stuff and he was just as like flamboyant and ridiculous as any of the male strippers and he, I'm just trying to picture Bernie yeah, Mac and like role, make it Bernie <laughs> make it Bernie Mac everything is made better yes. with Bernie Mac Including including asses chaps. <laughs> okay, well again, thank you guys for listening to, to Black Girl Film Club. We hope that you're picturing Bernie Mac in the Matthew McConaughey role in Magic Mike. This is the gift that we're leaving you, and um, that magic. If you like us again, make sure to tell your friends, your personal FBI agent, your mom, your dad, your cousins, your play cousins, your baby daddies, your baby mamas, anybody you know about <laughs> this podcast. Um, thank you for supporting us, and thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sticking with us. We are. Um, oh, I guess. We are currently trying to figure out what our next theme is. Um, we'll probably like let y'all know, I guess, so we can make this feel like kind of like a real film club where you kind of can mm-hmm. watch along with us. So yeah, so we'll probably let y'all know what our um, our theme will be for March. Um, we've got some really great ideas, and I'm really excited about them. So yeah, just keep um, keep up with us and like on all social media um, for that announcement. Well, have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Love you.